yeah, yeah. We are back. We are back. We are back. Mm, you know, it's, it's a new year. It's a new day. There's only one way to start this. Uh, there's only one way to start it. I'm even going to go. Hey. The way I rinsed this song. Before we even, before we, let me, let me, let me, if there are any African artists listening to this, if there's anyone who has connections at Warner who, who might have the ear of Ed Sheeran, stop putting Ed Sheeran on your songs. That ginger no, no, no. genius is going to gentrify the genre. <laughs> Dude, this is this, this is now an Ed Sheeran song. I don't know. <laughs> I, this is this is now an Ed Sheeran song. So, do you prefer the Ed Sheeran remix to the the original? Dan, this <laughs> is now an Ed. Dude, did you, did you hear how he took over this jam? Let's play it through. Let's go. Let's go. I'm not joking. My third album is loaded. Me okay, if I go, but I'm on body. I'm on duty, but I'm on Loki. They want do me. They want do me. They want do me. Gonna want do me. When you won't want me. When you won't want me. I'm in San Francisco, Jami. When you won't want me. When you won't want me. I just flew I just from Miami. Peru, Peru, Pada. Peru, Peru, Pada. I'm Lulu. If a Peru. Pour at the bottle, I want to level up. When I'm with- I want to level up. I want to level up. Can I just say, I appreciate that he, huh? he... I appreciate that he didn't put on an accent. <laughs> I was terrified of that. Hops on an African song. It's over. <laughs> Why he sound more African? When I'm with you, I never get enough. Slow wine, I'm not in a rush. How do you let someone open your song and disparage the, the location that you have you have promoted? This this time was a, he's like no Peru nah girl nah nah I'm in West that's London too that's too loud West that's London this quiet. evening ah and then dude you give him you give him the eight bars then you give him an eight bar pre-chorus then you give him the hook then you give him another ah oh, come on man. You can't. This is edge. Ah, no, fam. I, I don't say this. I never say this because, you know what? Ed Sheeran is obviously is a pop icon. But I became a huge Ed Sheeran fan of the days of Divide before he went, before he crossed the pond, as they say, over to America. Mm-hmm. I loved his music. In fact, when when uh, Taponeswa was still managing him, um, she got me a signed copy of his album. Mm-hmm. I just haven't received it because every time she comes to Zim, ah, Dan, I forgot it. 
But she sent me a picture of it. It says to Dan from Ed. I was like, what? <laughs> anyway, that man has been my goat since those days. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he became this pop icon and I get it. It's pop songs, you know, this big artist all over the world. But that's my goat, that one there. And I'm just so not, happy you, that. No, you, you do not let a goat open. This is, this is a. My a, unproblematic I under, goat. I understand why. I understand why they did it. I understand why Fireboy dropped the same chorus and dropped the same verse because the song proved to be popular, but you're introducing it to a new audience. Ed Sheeran's audience So you, you don't want to Lose any of the magic Of the original Because they don't know The original This remix is the first Time they're going to hear I understand all that I get it I get it I understand Ed Sheeran Is a good look And Ed Sheeran Came to that studio Ready to work Shout out to Ed Sheeran For not taking a check And, and delivering a half hour verse But you cannot Get Ed Sheeran On your song And give him 24 bars 24 Ah yeah, ask it. Dan, Inza. And I get lost here in your eyes. I'm again, I'll be so. Girl, you just capture my soul. I'm again, I'll be so. Maybe wanna just take Then you teach her how to speak in your language. Like, this is how you can shit on me in my language. Ah, chat. I'm loose. Now I'm giving you better. 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 Nah. <laughs> I've I never been so I've, earlier. I've never Plus. been so happy and so angry at the same time because I was like, "The song, yes, we are getting into <laughs> December. This is the song." You know when I got you know, when, I, when I got super excited, you follow Munya on Instagram. Which Munya? Munya Chanetza. Yeah. So he kept on posting about the song before it was released, and he was posting snippets of it. I was like, "What? Oh my god! I'm so happy, man." I rinsed that song. Yo, 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 yo. Uh, mm, no, no. Beru. What a, what a <laughs> But African artists, if you're listening, please. Okay, we understand. No, no, no. This is our time. It's our time. Yes. The ginger genius, Edward Christopher Shiran, is waiting to take if over Ed your song. Shiran offers you a feature, not on your song. You hop on his song. Don't hop on. Because mm. this, fam. Even, even on so the publishing. Why, on the publishing, this is now an Ed, this, this is going Ed's, Ed's way. Now, nah, I mean. Fireboy is now a featured artist. 20, hey, 20 years from now. Like if, if, the, if this song wins a Grammy, I'm telling you, Ed Sheeran is going to be on stage and Fireboy is going to be in the audience clapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, this is not how we're supposed to be starting the first episode of 2020. It's been weighing on my soul for a long time. We've been gone, Dad. It's been weighing on my spirit for a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. But I, I must say, I must say that's that was a great song. What a great song! Um, I want to see, I want to see how many plays the original got versus the remix with Ed. No, you see, the remix is only seventeen million, while as the original is on twenty four million. Well, do, it's Ed Sheeran. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's Guys, it's starting. I, I, I don't know. Like, I think, I think that there's a lot of metrics that the casual fans do not understand. So. Pre-COVID, for five years straight, Ed Sheeran was in the consistently in the top five biggest touring acts in the world. Dan, have you ever seen Ed Sheeran perform live? I would love to see him live. I would. When I think I would melt. Ed Sheeran tours with a party of three. It's him, sometimes a backing drummer, guitarist, and a sound engineer. That's it. Everything else 
He plays off his guitar and he's got a little loop deck by his feet. Can, so, can I just add something to what you're saying, Phil? Mm-hmm. Not only was he in the top five or top three, he was the highest grossing of all time at some point. You know, you remember those tours with Anna Michael Jackson and whatever? Mm-hmm. In a year, they didn't make as much as Ed Sheeran made. Of, uh, so, I think it was Divide. So we say all that to say, and there, there's no division when it comes to revenue. When, when other artists tour, they, they might have a backing band of five people. The band, maybe a, back, a backup singer, so maybe three backup singers so that eight security detail, sound engineer, maybe the light technician, you know what I mean? <laughs> the bus driver. You know what I mean? It's very easy to have a tw- like a, a 20 man crew on a tour the, the, for the, the size of arenas that Ed Sheeran does. There's nothing. That's, that's, that, that's reasonable. That's light work. So when you gross 50 million, you're chopping that 50 million 20 ways plus the agent, plus your manager, Plus the record label, right? When mm. Ed Sheeran chops his fifty million, it's guitar tuna, <laughs> guitar tuna, and uh, and uh, whoever rubs uh, suntan lotion on his skin—that's all. That's, That's it. those two people. There's another crazy stat <laughs> I read over the holidays, Dan. Do you know the latest Adele album moved three hundred thousand units in vinyl alone? <laughs> Do you know wild. how mad that is? <laughs> Do you know how mad That's actually that is? Wild. <laughs> anyway, let's oh. start. Uh, let, me, let me let me not get nerdy. Let me not get nerdy. So, so Phil, before we actually start, start, um, you, you will have noticed that we didn't actually start with like you know last year we were starting with like uh, TV show intros. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. this year we should switch it up. What do you think we should do? I definitely think so. I, do you know what, Dan? This is why we have patrons. Mm. We, we shall we shall afford it to our patrons. This week we are starting with Ed Sheeran. Next week we'll, we'll have an answer from our Fill me patrons. Fill From our patrons, we will start with something to interest you and to capture your 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 ears at the beginning of the podcast. But in the meantime, we're going to start off as we normally do on any of our podcasts. And the purpose behind this intro that we are about to do now is to up the energy, to increase the vibes. So, Phil, I only have one question for you: mm. Are you good to go? Sound of the them. Hey, 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 hey! Get, get, get my no. Let me hear a drum play! New Year, same, same, ratted, ratted, ratted. The Rask Life Podcast. We see y'all coming for us. We see y'all talking. But there's still only one. The number one podcast in the country. Dan, how's your 2022 going, my brother? 2022 has started off amazing, my brother. And I want to welcome all our listeners, all our loyal, loyal listeners, one more again to another episode of Two Broke Twimbos, the first live episode of 2022. We're back, baby. And of course, New Year means new intro for me. Are you ready for it, Phil? Let's go, let's go, let's go. And I'm gonna I'm gonna explain each term as I go oh through it, right? God. Welcome to another episode of Two Broke Twimbos. It's your boy Danny, that guy, aka Danos, the Mad Titan. It's obviously a reference to Thanos, but then I thought that this year I really want to focus on my destructive power. It's Make always it stop, been how I help others, but also now I want to destroy the year. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god! Aka 
Dan Ford, where Kumaraini? Just a reminder that no matter how things go, I'm still the same old Dan. You know what I mean? From Maraini. Yeah. Mm-hmm. AKA Denim be my life, your entertainment. I thought it might be too soon, but I thought that's exactly what Genius would have wanted. He would have wanted people to carry on his legacy. And I think that especially in 2022, my life will be so entertaining to those that are viewing it. I should coin myself as Denimbi. <clears throat> AKA, I'm done with these streets. That's obviously self-explanatory. I'll get into it a little bit more later. Find me a white girl so I can be happy again. So this is a section of the intro where I'll be, you know, putting in whatever's topical, whatever's, you know, whatever's like on the, on the, on the lips of people this week. Yeah. This time it's a reference, obviously, to Winky D having a white girl in his happy again video. And of course, to wrap it all up, aka Akuna Moom Wendy Danimo. I figured like people didn't really understand what the Dan Less, Dan More reference was to. And now it's time for me to just sing it to you. Plus, it allows me to play with my vocals a little bit. So that's the full intro. You can get it again in full, in full fill if you're ready. Welcome to Two Broke Twimbles, another episode of your favorite podcast. Your it's your here. boy. I need to cut your mic from here. Denny, that guy, aka Danos the Mad Titan, aka Denford Wigmaraini, aka Denimbi, my life, your entertainment, aka I'm done with these streets. Find me a white girl so I can be happy again, aka Akuna Moon went to Danimo. That's the new intro. Bam! Oh, all right. Wow. I bet wow. you didn't put that much work into your intro. That's the only thing I prepared for this week. All right. Wow, okay. And he's able to honor only the unmistakable. They're using hot sauce as a contraceptive. <laughs> the big bamba. Play with the big boys. You'll never hear my uncle saying, Tinasha! 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 Phil Chad, aka Flint Flaws, the big boys, baby, aka Pizza P, aka Sexy Tumblovu, aka Filthy Phil, aka Flint Flaws, the big boss. Did I say that already? Yes, but a while. AKA DJ Karat. And of course, Shamwari. Dude, do you know how how everywhere I went? That was just the vibe. Dude, people I would never expect. Uh, WhatsApp WhatsApp runs these streets. Dan, we need to be on WhatsApp. <laughs> Screw these podcast aggregators. We need to be on WhatsApp. <laughs> Ain't nobody listening to a three-hour podcast on no, WhatsApp. No, no, we just need to get some 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 what button topics. What button? You know what we need to do? We need to get DJ Towers. Are you? No, you know what? You know what? I think did we uh, we did squash our beef, and then we, I don't know. But do we have beef with DJ Towers? Are you forgetting? Are you forgetting there was there was the uh, what? What are they called? Him and Shingy. What was the name of the group before they split? Oh, um. Uh, from the from the Zim Hip Hop Awards. No, from even before the yeah, but that was part of the reason. Yeah, so yeah, we had, we had a beef. They 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 they, they even put um, what's the word? They, they put burnout on us. I was like, please guys, can you be serious? And then anyway, we ended up squashing it. We went on an AKA concert, but I, I can't. There, there ignore, was a, I can't ignore the egregious. Did Did you see my man's went on live the other day? Yeah, and publicly admitted to damn near being a sex trafficker from being us, and what he tried to say? get it off like a bar, and to insult Holy Ten. What did he say? Let me let me let me hold on. So, I'm trying to remember. Why do I remember DJ Towers? We uh, we've spoken before. 
I wouldn't say we were friends, but we definitely knew each other. I'm trying to remember why. Did he work at ZF? No, I don't think he did. <laughs> no, is that a joke? No, 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 no. He definitely did it. I'm trying to remember why I know him. What was he involved in that I would have known? Anyway. I, <laughs> I don't understand. Okay, here's the First clip of, of all. Him. Here's the clip of him publicly admitting to being a sex trafficker. All right, Look let's see. Look at my oh, look at my wife. This is one thousand. My brito, we got bars, man. We got bars, my brito. Why? My brito, why we talk with a collab on our wallet chain? You got bars, man. You got bars. Bars, my brito. But these are bars. Change your mind. Me don't do a buy. Bars. And you know. Who's that? Man, I don't find this. I don't find this. I need to do things. It's a rascal. Maure. I know that Maure. I know that Maure. I know that Maure. I know that Maure. Mm-hmm. Phil, Phil, do we really want to start 22, 2022 off with a clip of DJ Towers in our podcast? No, Dan, it's what we need to do is we need to start it started at the bottom and then we need to pick it on up. You know what I mean? But this is rock bottom if that's the case. But you know what? I'm not gonna I'm I don't step on anyone's hustle. Um he no, said it himself. No, 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 so no, no, it's, no, no, it's not like I'm gossiping, it's not like I'm But speaking. you made it in a sleazy way. Mm, I'm not I'm not I'm not gossiping because he said it himself. You know what I mean? Um wasn't news to me, but I was just like, Oh, you're not even ashamed? About this reputation that you have, like you're not even ashamed about not like you know the public persona and all of that. Nah, I'm cool. It's all the the thing that killed me is like what was going on with the wedding, and they were like, "Yeah, show us receipts that those cars were yours." Oh my god! Okay, we just upped the energy fill with our intro. Let's we'll get to the wedding. We'll get no, to the wedding for know. now. Yeah, let's yeah. start with Zimbabweans doing it big. Uh, we're going to keep this segment. Of course, we're going to expand it to Africans doing it big as well. But we wanted to give a huge shout out to a Zimbabwean, a hero, mm. uh, a superhero. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, this hit home. For, this this hit home um, in a few ways. But yeah, if you were if you were active on social media, and honestly, it must have been circulating all over WhatsApp as well. Um, Zimbabwean Sirizani Butau. Uh, is I mean I tip my hat to you, sir. Uh, he saved at least eight people from a bus that caught fire. It it garnered international interest. It was on the news all over the world. He ignored the 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 burns on his own body uh, that were literally splitting his skin and his flesh as he was carrying people out of a burning bus. Uh, and he kept going back in to take more people and more people. At, at the more injured he got, and someone took a picture of it afterwards outside. And my man just stands there, superhero pose, basically. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, he's he's thoroughly injured, like properly injured by the fire. I mean that that really hit. I must say, and I have to, I have to salute and tip my hat to Sirisan Butau. Um, the only mm-hmm. negative thing I want to say is I hate people who then jump on that for the purpose of promoting their own things. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Can can you let this person? Like, can you let it be about this person? Yeah, I was, I was, I was particularly annoyed 
like especially with these quote unquote news platforms and gossip sites, whatever they're posting him and saying, this man saved. What do you think? Comment below with your thoughts. And retweet. And I, I was so infuriated because like, if you got his name, this man right now and the families in this accident need financial support. If you have the ways and means to get his name, get us his number or get us his bank details or whatever it is so that we can get this man the treatment he needs. Get us the details of the other victims so we can make sure that they get the treatment they need or their families can lay them to rest in a respectable way. Why must everything be reduced to likes and retweets? You know, how much gima likes name are retweets at you? You know, you know, Dan, I would understand if it was a lucrative business. You know what I mean? Like, I would understand if you were the shade room and you knew every time you got 20,000 likes, you could translate that to $2,000 on your media rate card or something. You know what I mean? But then you and I work in this industry. We know the rates. We pay some of these people sometimes to amplify our messages. So we know how much you are charging. Your retweets are worth literal cents. Literal. Anyway, let's focus on the Is someone's life yeah. worth a few cents to you? Like, really? Really? Yeah. Weirdos. That's weird. So as, as a Zimbabwean doing it big, sir, you take... You take the cake. You are the bee's knees. The wasp's nipples. I hope he slaps you. I hope he comes across you and he slaps you. My man is the Chongololo's toes. He needs to drag you into the fire. That's what he needs to do. I, and I was thinking about it, Phil. I was thinking about it. Like, yo, I feel like I would, I would try to help people. But when the fire is at its peak, I'm, I'm inspired. Shout out to Sirizanio and... And he saved eight lives, at least. That's mm. just incredible. Eight more than our government, that's for sure. Yeah, well, it's a lot more because but him a minus. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's Zimbabweans doing it big. We want to put a spotlight on Zimbabweans and Africans all over the world doing big things, especially when they're away from their home. Um, hey, last week, we didn't have a live episode, but we did have an exclusive. We brought to you the audio from our interview with Legally Clueless from Kenya. Um, so in case... Just in case you skipped it, because you were like, I know I'm going to wait for the guys to come back with a live episode. I would highly recommend you go back to the episode. We speak about things that we've never spoken about anywhere else, mm. you know? Yeah. 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 Actually, some, things, some, some of the things yeah. we have, we did discuss in an interview that has never been released and doesn't look like it will ever be released. <laughs> Which one is that? <laughs> that one. <laughs> I really dropped some gems in that episode, bro. I, you know, I was, I was actually annoyed because I think I deleted it from my iCloud. I, I think I need to restore it. So we just we just pirated it and deleted ourselves. <laughs> speaking, I, of, I might still have it. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, um, yeah. Sh- shout out to Roy. Shout out to Adele. That was a great chat. We really enjoyed it. And they also did a great little a video vignette, a travel vlog of their visit to Zimbabwe. Um, which is available on the YouTube page. I think we actually, I think Dan linked it in the um, the last episode in the show notes, but we'll, we'll link it again here. But one of my favorite moments from that travel, obviously interviewing us, I mean, come on, I mean, come on. I mean, eye candy, hello, is when she's calling out white people and Kirsty Coventry is in frame, uncomfortably twitching 
But you know, you know that thing where you're like nodding your head, but not at the place you should nod your head just because you mm. think you should be. That's what she was mm. doing. Oh, that yeah, I, just, no, she had zoned out. She, 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 she was counting. She was like, just don't react. <laughs> just don't react. Okay, nod. One, two. It was, it was actually a very good speech. If mm. So in case, okay, backstory. So Adele is part of a podcast in Kenya called Legally Clueless, one of the biggest podcasts out there. Um, what they do is they interview different Africans to find out their story. Uh, they came to Zimbabwe because they were invited to, I can't remember who was hosting a conference, but it was about African art that is held in the West. Mm-hmm. And so the speech that she was giving was how important it is for us to reclaim the things that are currently in museums in the UK and in Europe and wherever else, because they belong in Africa. And it was all about identity. And she, it was scathing. Like, you know, it was literally colonialists and white people have done this. To I, us. I had heart eyes, just heart eyes. Like, Oh, she's perfect. a scathing speech. And I mean, I was, I found myself watching and cheering like, yeah, that should, that should yes. be a whole tip segment. A whole tip segment. Just <laughs> Honestly. I would highly recommend you go check it out. It's on it's on YouTube. You just search Legally Clueless and it's the episode about Zimbabwe. And uh, your boys, Dan and mm. Phil, we feature in there close to the beginning of the episode. Um, you know, we just share a little bit of our story. Shout out to Adele, shout out to Roy. But you know what I felt, Phil? Mm. I felt a little bit of FOMO and envy mm. at the numbers and the general state of podcasting in Kenya. No, Dan, I don't think we need to be envious. You and I have had a serious discussion earlier. We continue to have them. We are building it ourselves. Don't worry. That's, that's, <sighs> anyway. May I'm inspired. In fact, yeah, yeah. Let me move on to my next inspirational thing. Since we're doing a holiday recap, and let me not lose my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's go for it. One of the most uh, inspiring things for me as a creator is seeing other creators do amazing stuff. And despite all the hurdles that were thrown his way, from Nick Mangwana being Nick Mangwana, to Omarion and his world tour, to lockdowns and quarantines, Kandoro came back and he did his prodigal son tour in Buloya Narari. And without a shadow of a doubt, he's cracked it. I think he's cracked it. Like, Kandoro's always been funny. Can't, can't deny that. I think... Now, and this is actually a conversation I wanted to have with him private, but we're going to have it here and then I'll speak to him in private as well. Kandoro now needs to start going international because his comedy is at that level. And it's one of those dope feelings when you, you're watching a dude. I don't know, like the, the first, um, the first stand where you emceed and I was, and I watched it, I literally cried like halfway through. I was just like, he's doing this. Like he's done this. Look at this. And then seeing it again, and especially everything he had overcome, I, I I came back that night and I went to work. I was like, this this put the battery in my back because I was I was exhausted, man. I've been, I've been dealing with burnout for the past few weeks. I've I've been struggling. I've had health issues. I came back and I worked because I was like, he he inspired me. That show was poignant. I'm not gonna burn any of his jokes because I don't believe in burning jokes. Um, but that show, amazing, amazing. To be honest. The only thing, so I was away. I missed the show because I was in in South Africa. I was there for a full month. The one thing, the only thing that made me feel formal about Zim was that show. I really wish I could have been there. Yeah, it was it was it was great. You put together a good show. Shout out to Munya. She she had a good set as well. Um, shout out to Pro Beats. He killed it. Yo, shout out to Miss Becky. Yay! It's a married woman, Phil. I know, and and shout out to her husband because wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> ma, I, you know what? Ma, ma, I'm a very, ma, I'm a professional guy. You know, like I've I've seen Becky out a couple of places. Hey, what's up? You know what I mean? I, I don't look at her that. She came out in this dress. Good Lord. She needs to, t- <laughs> she needs to change the name to Becky the Pizza because yay. <laughs> Becky's, I, I think Becky's she's underrated. A, she's, she's a great Just, MC. She, she was actually a great MC. Yeah. A great MC, but yay! I think she's underrated. And I, I think we're going to see more of her going forward. Just generally in life. Shout out to Miss mm. Becky. Um, I would love to, I'm, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for the, the video to come out, the special to come out. Mm. Kandoro, please. Hey, hey, hey. I was not there. I wish I was there. And I'm sure there's many fellow Zimbabweans who were told that they cannot come home. Yeah. Do you know what? I actually wasn't could have. Go. So I bought tickets and I told Kandoro Shah, hey, dude, this this Omicron, it's, ah, I'm worried. I'm scared. And then he was like, ah, Shafil, please. I just, uh, I'd like you for you to be there because I feel like my work's at its best and I'd love to get some honest feedback from you. GGG. I was like, ah, damn it, you guilted me into it. So I pitched up and I, I, I happened to be, funny enough, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him a shot. I happened to, uh, so I went and I sat the front row because I wanted to be there. Then the Ashkin was like, oh, sorry, the front row is only for family. I was like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm technically kind of like family, but fine. You know what? Let me not be, let me not be that person. Okay, I'm going to go to the second view. So I went to the second row and then I sat down and then I, I'd, I'd left in an adequate space on either side. You know what I mean? And keep in mind, He's in Seven Arts, sadly, because of COVID restrictions and because of Omicron and the curfew and so forth. Um, it wasn't a, a full, a, a packed house. You know what I mean? So there was enough space for everyone. So guess who comes and sits right next to me with his homie? Your homie, Sean. Oh, yeah, mom, uh, Achilles. No, no, no. Sean oh, from Sean. CFM. Sports Sean. Mm. Hey. So Sean I, I, don't know, mm. I, I don't know if, you, if you've gone to a comedy show with Sean. Uh, he's, a, he's a bit of a talker He's a bit of a, he's a, bit of a yapper you, you know those type of people So like Kanduro will be like Hey guys You know like it, it. Okay let me let me. One of the premises Is basically like I'm not going to burn the joke But it's basically like um, There are parts of the UK That are very much like Zimbabwe And then Sean is like, Yeah that's right That's right Yeah Yeah <laughs> And then he'll say the thing like, Yeah Yeah like, Can you shut the Come on. Can you let him enjoy the show, man? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that show. Hey, Kandoro, please. Even, do you want a private viewing? Please. I need to see it. Please. Please. Uh, um, what else What else you get up to over the holidays, Phil? Uh, not much, man. I, honestly, like I said, Dan, I was so burnt out um, and I was just trying to recover. From from the burnout and the the health effects, I, I pretty much just stayed at home. I I just stayed at home and I slept and I caught up on some TV. I did some reading. Um, worked on the book a little. Um, I watched Mayor of East Town. Um, Is that good? I I've I, I've literally had it on my. T- I have so many things on my. To-watch oh, it's list, so good! Man. It's so good! It's so good! It's so good! Then I I started watching Mayor of Kingstown, thinking it was like the spinoff. Turns out they're not even related. Like. They're not even remotely associated, but it's the same kind of premise, but totally different. But yeah, I started watching that. Um, I watched the the Kevin Hart show, really good. Oh, it was actually it was great. I, I love Kevin Hart. Probably had one of the best years of his career. Then I watched during his, the previous few years were very messy. I'm sure. No, anyway, yeah. I mean just like from creative creatively, like the mm. Olympics. Then the the year end recap with Snoop. Then with this. Um, 
the movies he did um what's, what's the um the movie that he dropped on um father's day i forget the name of it that was actually a really good movie as well man kevin has a really, really good year man shout out to him um i watched that let's watch movies man oh in fact uh, we're gonna be all over the show i watched spider-man so Wait, rend- let's talk about spider-man when we get to the movie rend- rend- rendered out the cinema watch spider-man um, about words that was oh yeah yeah we're, we're gonna do that yeah man i was just at home pretty much i was just, I was just at home i caught up with a few friends not too many because you know socially distancing is trying to stay safe and all that but yeah man i was just really exhausted so i, I just try to catch up um and give my body a little bit of a break because i needed it i'm going to take a proper break around my birthday but uh yeah hmm. well uh, for me as you know i was in cape town i didn't really so you know what so I wanted to take leave, like official leave. But then it's a very complicated situation. But long story short is there was no one to stand in for me while I'm away because of stuff that was going on. So I was like, "Ah, so I can't really take leave. So I went to Cape Town still having to work. You know what I mean? So in my, in my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to, like, I'll try and get whatever I need to do. I'll try to do it in the mornings and then, like, I can have the rest of the day. But sometimes I'd end up working a lot. And it was also fine because I went to go see my babe and she was, she was also working still for some of, some of the period that I was there. Um, but, yeah, but apart from that, got to chill. Um, yeah, you know, got to relax a little bit. Just be out of Zim. Got engaged. Um, mm, just breeze past that, huh? Just, just basically moving, like you know, just, <laughs> just like work, huh? <laughs> So tell me, Dan, describe the moment. How did how did you, how did you pop the question? Huh? So, you know, guys, you know, yeah, I was, you know, guys, you know, you know, let me let me let me let me tell you a funny story, Dan. Guys, you know, yeah, I'm thinking that's my boy, that's my homie. You know what I mean? That's my friend. So but I knowing my know my man's, I could I could see where things were going. So I actually I actually knew and I, I knew why. Because when things were getting really hot and I was sending Dan links about how bad things were in South Africa, he's like, Phil, <laughs> Cape Town. No matter what happens, come hell or high water. Cape Town. And I was like, oh, that's why I put two together. I was like, oh. But I was waiting for Dan to tell me like, yo, this is my intention. He never did. He never told me. To be fair, Can to you be, imagine? Yeah, I never told anyone. So, so then the, the funny thing is, friends now hit me up. Oh, good Dan got engaged. Congrats. Are you guys so happy? Must be so happy for MTC. So did you help him pick up the ring? I'm like, no, I didn't even no. And then they're like, ah, you know, when I got married, my husband took all his boys. They had a trip. They went. They had a, basically like a bachelor's party picking out the ring. Other people were talking about, yo, he like, was it a princess cut? Was it a that? So that all these technical terms. And I can't answer them because I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then like, ah, I, thought, I thought that was your boy, Phil. What's going on here? So, first of all, I didn't talk about it for two reasons. Number one, I don't know if you remember, Phil, I was really complaining about money issues last year. But you, then ever since I've known you. <laughs> ever since, no, but I mean, it was, if there's one thing, if there's one thing that's caused it, it's Mashaya jokes and rants about money. <laughs> No, but it would be different. It's different if it's like, ah, man, I wanted to do this, but I don't have the money or whatever, whatever. Because I mean, it was still fine. Like, you know, I, I, every couple of months I, I fly to Cape Town and whatever and stuff like that. This time I was like, hey, considering everything I have to do, uh, this is going to be a tough trip. Also, um, 
because I wasn't sure if I was going. So in my head, I was like, am I going to have to re- reschedule all my plans? I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. But as far as I'm concerned, as long as the airport is open, I'm going. Anyway, I also I also wasn't sure how I was going to do it. So I didn't want to ruin it. I didn't tell nobody. I didn't. I only told my, I told my brother on the way to the airport when he was taking me to the airport. Mm, mm, mm. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm actually thinking, do I want to tell the story or do I want it to be like a, you know, just like a... A personal, you know, experience and memory. Content, Dan, everything is content. You know, I can tell, I can tell part of the story. So, suffice it to say that because of conversations that I, oh, so I did the, the, you know, the, the proper old fashioned thing of, you know, speaking to the dad to ask for his daughter's hand in marriage. Mm. The, the dad, the dad doesn't like you and thinks you're a soft. No, no, I, ah, we get along great. Mm. He doesn't think I'm a softie anymore. I don't think. I don't know. I've never oh, asked. Did you do precepts in front of him or something? <laughs> but no, no, no. We have a great relationship. But no, you know, it. it let me just say it, it took a lot to raise the courage and to find the opportunity and maneuver matters so that, gee, I can do it privately, whatever, whatever. But anyway, I got his blessing. I was like, ah, great. Step one, done. Step two, I need to figure out how to do this. So I enlisted the help of the sister. And, you know, she was mm-hmm. giving me suggestions, things that they've spoken about, things she likes and doesn't like. I was like, damn, that like, that like cuts out all my ideas. Anyway. So long story short, I told her, we like, we spoke about certain ideas and whatever, whatever. And then she says, this is, this is a place I recommend. So she sent me uh, a wine farm. Cause I then told her we were going to go to one of those wine estates. Cause she loves those kind of things, you know, and she loves the the scenery and the viewing, whatever. And she, you know, there's, there's certain things she wanted about the way that it would be done, which that would be perfect for. So I kept on like saying, listen, we need to go to this place. And, and and she was kind of resistant of it because it's like it's like the festive season. It's going to be packed. I mean, I love that place, but it's going to be so full. And uh. so I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. You know, well, we can wait until after, you know, and then we can go. Anyway, eventually we went. Now we went to a, it's a wine farm called Babylon Storin. It's pretty famous in Cape Town because a lot of people go to take like Instagram photos and captions. You, you got in, you got engaged at Babylon thing. Babylon, you know, you gotta. You took your woman to Babylon. Babylon Storin. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so Babylon Storin is huge. It's got this huge, very well put together garden. It's in, it's insane. Like honestly, uh, the staff compliment they must have. Like I, I really want to go there. And, like, do you guys still own slaves? That's what I want to know. Because um, it's a it's a Cape Town it's a Cape Town wine farm. So yes, um, I don't yeah. know. Modern day slavery is very real in Cape Town wine farms. So anyway, it's it's a very beautiful garden. So, uh, yeah, her favorite flower is the sunflower. So I just waited till we were in the sunflower field. Perfect moment. You know, sun was a perfect mm. place in the sky. Then, uh, you know, I was like, listen, do you want to do this or not? Then, you know, I have a video that I, you know, that will never see the light of day. Oh, of course. Wait, wait which, which date did you, did you propose? On the 2nd of January. Uh that is actually weird. I'll tell you, I'll tell you after this, but that, that's actually weird. Why is that weird? <laughs> okay, wait, let me find it. Let me show you. Let me show you something. It's actually very weird. <laughs> this is actually really weird. No, I won't share it on the podcast. I'll just send you the screenshot and, and you'll see. Oh, okay. So anyway, yeah, it was, it was beautiful. I'm not going to go into too much detail because I feel like it's a very personal thing and I'm just, mm, I'm really glad with no, how it no. went and yeah, so 
no, no, no. Some things have to be just for you and the. You know what I'm saying? You know what, I mean? you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. So, your man's is engaged. So you know what, Phil? Um, since clearly I am successful with this, I'm now offering relationship advice. Um, oh, you like hitch? If you would like some relationship advice, Phil. Ah, you know what? Actually, I'm I'm not gonna share. But let me let me just say, I actually had a, had a very very weird dream the day you did, and the dream was actually what happened. It was weird. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wrote it like I was, I was literally going to send you like the dream journal because it was it was it was of the morning the Sunday the morning. So you you actually wrote down in your dream journal, eh? Today I dreamt Dan got engaged. Actually, the, like, okay, <laughs> really. <laughs> I write down my dreams like every time I have a dream, I just write them down. So I've got a dream journal. So you, you, one of the things that I've learned, Phil, being a person who's in a a, a successful relationship. It's a, it's very difficult oh for most people, and I wanna I wanna help where I can. Mm. So if you want, I can sign you up to my daily devotionals where I give you a daily advice. <laughs> I'll give you guys one for free right now. This one's for you as well, Phil. You know, Phil, you've been moving with the spirit of a boyfriend for too long. It's time for you to upgrade <laughs> to the spirit of a husband. Okay. Why? I mean, I you know, it's just you have to understand that you know your mindset is everything. If you want more information, mm. you gotta like, follow, and subscribe. You know what I'm saying? This doesn't doesn't come free. Okay. But uh, yeah, I know if you're looking for relationship <laughs> advice, you guys can hit me up, um, and I got you. I got you guys. Okay. And the spirit of a boy, get the f out of here. <laughs> also, another highlight. So, all these times that I've been going to Cape Town has been in the middle of the pandemic, obviously. So I haven't mm-hmm. done anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously there'll be a few things you go to here and there, but mostly it's stay safe, isolate, go to places that are outdoors and that are safe to go to. That's mm. kind of been the MO. Wait, have you guys done Lion's Head yet? No. Have you done Lion's Head? Why not? Well, because we've done other things. Oh yeah, you know, the, the holiday actually started with a great, we went on like a... Dan, Dan, I don't know if you've paid attention, but people on Twitter love it when a guy... Takes a woman on a hiking date. It's a big hit. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. It's clearly not. There's no way that's true. <laughs> uh, speaking of hiking, man, we went hiking. Uh, it was fun though. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yes. So the one thing that I that we did manage to do was we actually went into Cape Town City and actually experienced Cape Town without restrictions because it was after Cyril said, you know what? Guys. Oh, you mean like, did you, what did you do Long Street? Is that what you mean? Well, we did, but not necessarily. We we, we actually went waterfront. And it was... Ah, dude, that's what this... And it was... It, you went to VNA water... Dude, that's the mall. Come on. Yeah, I mean, and the surrounding area. It was lovely. It was lovely, did, you know. Did, did you guys do the Ferris wheel? Did you do the Ferris wheel? We did not. It was closed. But it would be nice to do. Ah, that's... Wait, so wait, there's no fair, the first thing is closed. Jeez, Louise, the Cape Town, I know, is, were there at least the dudes break dancing in front of the Ferris wheel? There were dudes break dancing. I can't remember where they were. Uh, there, there was there was a group, which which I'm almost sure are Zimbabweans, who were doing, you know, those dances with where you kick your leg high up in the air. Boy, those are definitely Zimbabweans. Yeah, I know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was- In front of the, in front of the waterfront there by Ocean Basket. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It yeah, was I nice. I mean, you know, just <laughs> hanging out, tea, you know, it was, it, was, it was a good time. It was a good time. It was a good time. But yeah, it was a great trip. So wait, so you're telling me, how many, you've done like what, four trips to Cape Town? Um, four or five, something like that, yeah. And you've never been to the waterfront? I've, imagine. Imagine. You, so wait, you haven't done waterfront, you haven't done Lion's Head, have you done Table Mountain? I mean, we drove past it. 
Did you go to C? Have you have you gone to C point? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> have you gone to Camps Bay? I have been to Camps Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like Camps Bay. It's too pretentious. <laughs> it's like it's like I felt like I was on Gossip Girl. Then the whole of Cape Town is pretentious. <laughs> yeah, but Camps Bay is like that's like that's like you know like where's Serena Vanderwoodson? You know what I'm saying? So so wait so okay while you were there so everyone everyone was either in Ghana or Cape Town. Did you bump into any people? I did. I did. Uh, well, of course, I I, I met up with uh, our patron, Vincent, and his wife. Mm. That was a great time. Shout out to you, Vincent, yeah. if you tuned in. I, was, I enjoyed it. It was nice. Mm. You know, we had a long chat out there on the streets of Cape Town. It was nice. Um, oh, let me see. Did I bump into anyone else? I did. I won't say who it was because maybe they're trying to hide their business. But I did bump into some some other Zimbabweans. M- mind their name so so I know. <laughs> Okay, do you remember a hub that got closed down under shady circumstances? Uh huh. So there was a girl who was part of the team. I've even said too much. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, how did you ring in the new year then? What did you do? Um, oh, we were, we were on the beach. We were on the beach, uh, you know, took some drinks with us, tried to find a nice sort of safish space, watch the fireworks over the water and without drinks and mm. some music. It was very chilled. It was very nice. It was very, it was lovely. Just Okay, okay. Oh, that's nice. Romantic. No. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, no. it was lovely, lovely. It was a lovely time. It was a lovely trip, Phil. It was very chilled. We didn't. I, I, I rang, I rang in the new year, uh, watching Mayor Vista. Oh, nice. Murder mystery. I was, I was avoiding someone. So, okay, in fact, Stuart, <laughs> she, she pissed me off. So let me tell you a funny story. Content, Phil. Content. Let's see. <laughs> everything is content. Then everything is content. Mm-hmm. So, Omarion was raging. Um, my boy Chase hit me up. He had gone AWOL for a bit and he was like, yo, Phil, actually, let's 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 do an event by my place. Um, funny enough, this weekend. Wait, Dan, which day did we say we're doing games night this weekend? Mm, we said Friday or Sunday. I think it has to be Sunday. All right. This Sunday, uh, patrons get the invites and friends and family only will be doing games night by, by Chase's place. So he hit me up. He's like, yo, Phil, I've got some drinks. I've got something come through. And I was like, yeah, okay, let me just see what my friends are doing. But I actually just didn't want to go out. I, I was just like, Argh. plus also I just, re- and you know, like when the night before, as you recall, Dan, the South African government announced that they were relaxing core um, thing. Curfew. Yes. It was a lovely time. So in typical, in typical fashion, I was expecting the copy and paste methodology to ring true. For the first time since the pandemic began, they forgot to hit control C, control V. And uh, that was a little concerning because I was like, you know what, Dan, I'm, I'm, I'm old, Dan. I'm, get, I'm getting a little up there in age. I, I know they're probably not going to enforce it, but do I really want to be out past Those curfew? guys were. And then catch. Phil, Phil, let me tell you something. Before you go any further, if the whole year ZRP were chilling, 31 December. Ah, they were there in full force. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was like. Do I really want to catch them on the wrong day? Because I'll even get to it later. There was um, the day I went to watch Spider-Man. We were leaving the cinema just past curfew. 
And not, you know, just past closing time, uh, just past 7 p.m. And we're like, yo, what can we get to eat? And I called up Rocco Mamas. And when I called Rocco Mamas, they were like, sorry, we can't serve you. The police are here. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, ah, you know what? I'm not even, I don't need the stress. I don't want the drama. I'm staying home. It's just another day to me. I can celebrate another time. So I was already on that tip. The other backstory, which is the content, is I've got a neighbor. Loved a, a lovely neighbor. You probably remember. She's got a lovely kid. As you know, Dan, the kids in this complex always love to just pass through, say what's up, Uncle Phil, blah, 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 blah. You know, so I'm always, she always comes and just checks you like, is my daughter here? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, she's watching cartoons in the living room. Be sure, you know what I mean? Whatever. No stress. She had a friend visiting from Holland. So the friend sees me um, when they pull in and she's like, oh. I think I might like the the look of that young man over there. <laughs> so she's like nudging a friend like, yo, um, let's go say what's up to Phil. But this neighbor, she knows various things of my personal life, which I'm sure you also understand. That would mean I am not eligible at this juncture. Nor am I interested in the white man or his progeny. So... She continues to frequent my home, um, the, throwing some terribly short darts. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so they then they then message on New Year's Eve, and they're like, "Yo, what's the plan?" I'm like, "Yo, I'm I, I'm actually might be planning to stay home. Um, I'm probably just gonna chill. Maybe if the mood strikes me, I might crack open a bottle or two. But I'm gonna be at home." But my boy chases me up. He said, yo, I'm having a function at my place. So if I do go out, we're going to have games nights over here by his place. And I sent him the location. These people dipped. They went expecting to see me there. I never, I never pitched. Come to find out the next day, did this person not get so hammered that she fell in the pond? At, the, at Chase's place. Can you imagine? <laughs> it's a stranger's home. <laughs> That's, that's how you have an epic. But you know what, Phil? Don't you, don't you think we're past that now? I dude, I am past that. That's exactly what I do. I I, I the think my my New Year's Eve was perfect. Nothing, just chill vibes. Mm. Chill. I actually had a great New Year. I I have no complaints about my New Year's. The thing that sealed the deal with this person, and the reason why I don't mind putting them on blast, is as a as you might have gathered, this is a white woman, right? <laughs> so every time she, she'd pop, she'd pop by my place. Um, yeah, let me not dive out, but she popped by my place, right? So I now, um, I load up Netflix. There's a new season of stand ups on Netflix, e- really enjoying it so far. Have you watched the, the first episode? No, I have not yet, but uh, I saw it, I saw it literally so in the last first night, episode. Yeah. Literally, the first joke this guy says is white people can use the n word, white people don't use the n word, and he goes on to explain why white people can't use the n word in a very hilarious way. And she's watching and she's like, yeah, but why can't I say nigga? Why can't I say that? <laughs> so she was still in your house at this point. Cool, 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 cool. That's dope, that's dope, that's dope. Uh... She wasn't for much longer then. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> By the way, don't watch Jimmy Carr's dark material. <laughs> it's Jimmy Carr. Don't watch it on Netflix. <laughs> why? I decided, <laughs> I decided it was some afternoon. My girl was working. I was like, you know what? Let me put on Jimmy Carr. Mm. Terrible. She was, she was making the money. Horrible, horrible mistake. Yo, 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 yo. 
I'm like, hey. Why? I mean, it was his dark stuff. You know what I mean? Have you watched it? No. But J- Jimmy Carr, <laughs> I don't really like his stand-up because he's very much a one-liner comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not really a fan of one-liner comedy. I prefer Jimmy Carr like as an event host because that's, I think, where he shines. Um, I do watch his stand-up, but I don't, it's not something I run to. Like the stand-up I've been looking for that is really difficult to find is the Roy Woods Jr. stand-up special. I really want to watch that. Roy Wood Jr. But it's so hard to find. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Like I, I watched one of his stand-ups. Where I watched a short one that he did that I really found funny. Then I watched another. I think there's one on Netflix, which I was like, uh, it's not that great. Anyway. Who Roy Wood? Yeah, I can't remember. Maybe maybe Roy, he's never YouTube. he's never been so on Netflix. Like YouTube. Roy Wood only does Comedy Central. He, he actually spoke about it in an interview. He's basically like Comedy Central are the only people that that believed in me, so I only mess with Comedy Central. So he's only mm-hmm. ever done anything with Comedy Central. Well, um, look, Philip, there's a lot to discuss. It's already very so, yeah, late. Everything's a gagaka. But yeah, but yeah, basically, so yeah, you had a good New Year's, you had yeah, a good holiday. Great, um, any holiday. highlights besides besides that small thing of of of, of becoming a fiance? Wait, is a man a fiance? Yes, 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 man. I'm a I'm a fifi. That's not doesn't sound fifi. Masculine. Fiance, fiance, huh? fiance, all in his mouth like liquor. Pause. Fiance, all in her mouth like liquor. Sorry, I didn't think it through. <laughs> doesn't her mother listen to this podcast? Yeah, but mm-hmm. okay. okay. So just, just just so you heard your future son-in-law just speaking about being all up in your daughter's mouth. I'm just singing a Beyonce song, Philip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, let me see. Were there any other highlights? Music. Yeah, I went. I went down the garden route. You know, nice snow, wilderness, Plettenberg Bay. Lovely, lovely, lovely time there. Mm-hmm. Um, went hiking out there in uh, wilderness. Um, mm. The most exercise you've ever had, huh? It was it was a lot. I won't lie, eh? and I had to I had to try and control my breathing so I'm not the loudest. <laughs> like, does anyone else want to take a break? Because not me. <laughs> They're like, what's up? No, I'm just really angry. All this pollution. Um, <laughs> also, for some reason, I was the only one being bitten by mosquitoes. Actually, let me tell you a funny story. So. When we were in Naisna, we met a group of people. In fact, there's so many stories actually now that I keep thinking about it. But anyway, some of them are not important or not relevant. But when we were in Naisna, we met a we met a group of people. And you know, we like we were we were on the beach. We were in there's like a lagoon, like a very popular lagoon there, and we were just hanging out, whatever, whatever. So we we met this group of people and we were conversing and talking just as a big group. Um and I think they they probably just assumed I was South African as well, right? So in the middle of this conversation, at some point, this one lady um, is asking, okay, so which part of South Africa are you from? I'm like, oh, no, 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 I'm not from SA. I'm actually from Zim. Then she says, loud enough for everyone else there to hear, oh, that explains why you're so refined. I was like, wait, what race is this woman? <laughs> that explains why you're so refined. No, what race was yeah, this she was woman? black. But and then I then found out that um, she's originally Zimbabwe and she just moved to SA and then moved to England and then back to I don't know it was like a SA England England SA vibe. Mm. Mm. So it's like this guy has all his teeth. <laughs> That's strange. <laughs> he has no numbers tattoos on his neck. What is going on here? Are you from Howard Bay? <laughs> Cop start perhaps. 
No, you see, Philip, it's because <laughs> typically Zimbabweans, well, there's obviously there's two groups of Zimbabweans who move to SA. There's like the very desperate group who are looking for any kind of work and they're trying to find some solution to their situation. Then the other group who moved to South Africa are normally, I don't know, whether, I don't know if it's more educated or more interested in the rest of the world than the average South African. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, well, I'll give that. South Africans are the Americans of Africa. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so anyway, but it was so funny because everyone was like, wow. And so, you know, for the rest of the trip, I was like, no, it's just a refined thing. You wouldn't get it. You know, it's, it's about being refined. <laughs> but yeah, apparently, here you go, Zimbabweans. Apparently, we're more refined than South Africans. Um, yeah, that's great. <laughs> so when they when they attack you and they try to necklace you, just remind them that you are far more refined than them, and that should ease the anger. Still too soon. Okay, too soon. <laughs> too soon. Let's, let's not make any jokes about that at this present moment. Um, but yeah, so then there was that trip over there. What else did we do? Um, here's okay. If you're ever gonna visit Cape Town, you see, it sounds like the wine farms are a very bougie thing to do. If you've never done them, just do it. Just go try it out. You go to any one of these fancy wine farms. You get yourself like a seven wine taster. It's like a hundred rand. You know what I mean? And you're going to have the best time in the best view with the best wines and best foods. It's like, it's worth it. You know what I mean? Because you would imagine it's this bougie activity. Just do it. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed doing that. But anyway, yeah, yeah. So that was Cape Town. That was my holiday. Um, Yeah. But, uh, you know, mm. we're back to work. Ah, actually, you, know, you, just, you just reminded me of an interesting discussion that I was having with a friend. So she she hit me up just after New Year's. She was like, yo, happy birthday. I'm not happy birthday. Sorry. Happy New Year, Phil. And then she's like, yo, what's up with, with New Year's and exes hitting you up? And obviously, I, I gave her the the, the deep um, therapy-based um, explanation, which is not fun to discuss on the podcast. But how many exes hit you up on New Year's? Um, z- zero. Hmm. Ah, so okay. So you got no pull in these streets. You're gone, gone. You're yeah, washed. I've, I've, I haven't had pull for a long time. I haven't had pull for a long time. Mm. Have you ever been on the other end where it's New Year's and you decide, you know, let me just check in on the on the old thing, <laughs> see how she's doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me try and think. I don't know if specifically New Year's, you know, something I've done for the past, I would say maybe five, four or five New Year's days is don't be out on these streets. Be some like be, be in the mountains of Nyanga or the beaches of Cape Town or, you know, something like that. Um, I don't know. I found that as a much better way to ring in the new year. You don't, you're not too stressed about some of these other things. And also just, you know, these streets. There's nothing for me in these streets, Philip. You know? Mm, 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 mm. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, no. I, I stopped counting at eight. <laughs> really? Uh, I'm trying to think. Did anyone hit me up on years? Or maybe I wasn't paying. Maybe sometimes I don't notice things that are actually being hit ups. No, but but to, to be fair, to be fair um, I've been blessed with some amazing women in my life. And even after we break up, we're still very cordial. You know what I mean? Because that's one, that's one thing I'm adamant about these days. I'm too old for drama. Like, 
So for the most part, it was just very cordial. Hey, how you been? Checking in. Happy New Year. I was like, oh, that's sweet. You know what I mean? But after my friend hit me up about it, I did laugh about it. I was like, ha, that is, that is somewhat common, isn't it? Interesting. So the one thing that I, I did, I wanted to ask. Oh, no, actually one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that wasn't. Uh, yeah, the one thing you wanted to do? Yeah, the one thing I did want to ask you about was. So, obviously, I posted on Instagram that I got engaged, right? So, a lot of people want to mm-hmm. post congratulations and so on. Is it weird for an ex to post congratulations? Depends. Depends what type of ex she is. Is she an ex that you broke up, you moved on? Or is she the ex that was like, you know, he's the one. One day, one day we'll figure it out. Because... Yeah, and we, then you know, you know, there are two very distinct type of exes. There's the, there's the, okay, would, this is not going to work out. I, and either you guys end amicably or it ends in flames. Mm-hmm. Or there's the ex that, like, yo, we couldn't figure it out, but man, if we ever another could. Another time, you know another mean? place. You know what I mean? <laughs> if it's that second type of ex, oh, she being shady. She she's she's there livid. She's tearing the room up. That should have been me. Now now, fam, trust and believe. Ask your woman's. After that engagement announcement, the follow requests went up significantly. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because they're just doing intel. Her and the homies are doing intel. They're like, what does she have? What does she have? We need How to is find she out different? what it is. I would I would I would separate the first two though, where it ends amicably or where it ends in flames. Because those are different. Like sometimes it can end amicably. You guys are cool. You can even hang out afterwards. You know what I mean? It's like nothing's happening. We're cool. Then there's the one where it's flames where literally we we must never see each other again. But you are separating circumstances. I'm separating by feeling. So no matter how it ends, the feeling will still remain. Because it's a thin line between love and hate. If someone still hates you after a breakup, I can turn that hate into like like this. Okay, so what about if you get a DM or a personal message with a with a personalized congratu- congratulations on your engagement from an ex? Once again, I need context. <laughs> I need context. So is it different for the different feelings? Yeah, but, but once again, like Dan, you'd know. You you know what type of ex this is. You know if this ex is still holding out hope or she's moved on with her life. And for the for the latter, for the most part, when you try to talk to them, they're not really interested in conversation. They're like, yeah, you know what I mean. Unless it, unless it's something like really like unless like when you guys were dating, you also happened to really really love football, for example. Like you guys connected on Arsenal, that was your ish. And then after you break up, there's that like six to twelve month window where you know you need some separation, you need some distance. Then you come back, and then you are good. Platonic, and all you discuss is football. If that's the type of relationship you have, and she sends you a congratulations, she's probably very genuinely happy for you. But if it's the other kind, trust and belief, she's like, oh, Saga, Saga, you, you, you passed on this for that. <laughs> but don't you think, trust okay, and believe. Phil, don't you think, I don't think it's always that simple. Don't you think sometimes, you will feel like I want to show that I don't care anymore. That's why I'm posting congratulations or sending you a message. But that, then you're proving my point. If you care enough to want to show that you don't care, 
it means you Phil, care. We're, we're all superficial beings. Dan, Sometimes we, Dan, we want to look. Dan, let me tell you right now. That's why, that's why I told you. If, if I can still elicit a response, whether it's anger or love, I can turn it to love. If a woman does not care, as like you know a relationship's over when she doesn't care anymore. She feels nothing. Okay. That's when you would, know. Would Jaffa. that woman post congratulations? If she if she if you guys have developed a friendship. No, no, like no out friendship. Of the blue? Last interaction was when we were dating. We just so happened. Maybe maybe it ended in a way that we don't have to unfollow yeah, each other. One, once again, whatever. like I can't pay to the now with that I need context, but she genuinely might be happy. She could be being shady. It all depends Why, on the Can't content. it be something in between? Sometimes you just say congrats. I've seen people get engaged and I say congratulations. I mean, ostensibly, yes, I'm no, happy for Dan, them, but I don't know Dan, them well enough. If you happy. care enough, but this is my point then. If you care enough, you will message. Like if, if you care enough, you'll message, right? Because it costs nothing to like. It really costs nothing to like. Sometimes it even costs nothing to... Some Instagram already gives you the comments. Like if you hit comment, it'll give you a list of the emojis you can put. <laughs> so all you have to do is just tap. And what, what happens? You know what I mean? It takes very little effort to do that. What does take effort is like, oh, he got engaged. How do I feel about this? Oh, I feel this way. You know what? I should speak to him about how I feel about this. So I'm going to open up Instagram, open up WhatsApp, type your name, hit Enter. I am then going to open the chat, type the message, and chat. And knowing after I've sent that chat, you are going to respond. So I'm beginning a conversation. That requires effort. So no woman who's ambivalent is going to do that. I don't know, man. I think I think you're adding too much to it. Okay. Dan, I'm not at okay, you know what? Okay. As you said, I move the I move with the what did you say? The spirit of a bachelor. <laughs> that spirit of a bachelor. Has given me a lot of world experience, Dan. <laughs> Trust and believe. I've seen I've seen all angles. I've seen I, I don't think there's there's a scenario that I have not seen in my life. As as I'm sure you've seen in some of the instances, I've lived a full life, right? And that full life has allowed me to have a large data set to be like, oh, okay, if this happens, this happens. Now nowadays, like, because of all that drama. Like I can see before things even get to stage five by stage one, stage two, I'm like, Oh, I already know where this is going. I'm nipping it right here. Or let's address it here because I'm not waiting for things to escalate because so because of that, I can, I can quickly deduce in the same way. Like I told you, like X's message, I can quickly tell what this message, what's behind this message. Is this message because this person now cares about me platonically and wants to just check in? Is it because, I am part of the the bulk text because keep in mind a lot of these are just bulk text. Like they they'll, they'll have their list. The, the, what what like, I mean is okay. So some I'll give you an example. Um, I got a lot of congratulatory comments, for example, on the post. By the way, I got one comment that says "heartbroken" with the emoji, <laughs> heartbroken emoji. It's like that's just wild. So they 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 they're, they're leaving they're leaving no room for ambiguity. There. They're you, letting you know. Like maybe DM yeah, that. Start- How are you gonna post that on the post? No 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 no. <laughs> See, Dan, Dan, do you see what I, what I said? Fam, she's like, listen, if I am suffering, seeing you happy with her, she must suffer wondering why am I leaving this emoji? No, but that was, that was not an ex. That's someone I don't know. So, okay. There's no, no, no. You don't know them. They know. <laughs> no, but I mean, okay. 
There's posting. They were they were waiting. They were they were they were they were waiting for the right moment to send the message. <laughs> Trust and believe they have your number. Somewhere. So what's the plan? Is the plan like, like, oh no, someone is heartbroken. I should find out more. Like, come on, guys. Okay, so ah, then oh, did I, oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, there's, there's actually dude. something I want to ask you about. <laughs> but okay, so there's the comment on the Instagram post. I think that's very standard. If you're scrolling on Instagram, I mean, I've commented on people who I barely even know. I just see they're happy and they're engaged or they're married or whatever. Oh, congratulations. You know what I mean? I don't give too much thought for it. It's just a happy post. I want to congratulate a person. I keep moving. I, I put zero emotional attachment to that post. Even if it's someone that I know in some cases, or even if someone I may have had a thing with years ago, whatever. Sometimes like, oh, I got married. Nice. I got engaged. Nice. I got put it in. Then there's other situations where you think twice, like, hmm, if I say something here, mm, will it be, would it come across the wrong way? Maybe I should just leave it. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it. Or maybe I should say something and it's fine. You know, so that's a sign of maturity. But trust and believe that's a sign of maturity. That thought process doesn't mean you care or you still love or you're still whatever. I'm saying like sometimes you can have that thought like, mm, if I say something, is it going to look like this or is it going to seem like that? And I don't think that necessarily means you still think about person that no. way. Dan, but this, this, this is the point I'm saying. Like, you being the, the, the eternal nice guy, you're ascribing a lot to people, right? Trust and believe. Trust and believe. Let me, let me put you this way, right? If you broke up with an ex and this ex still cared about you and you still cared about her, right? Um, and I'm sure you've had situations like that where you, where you have an ex, she's moved on. You see the new dude and you're like, oh. I don't want to. I don't want to get back together with you. I don't want to. I don't want to mess up your life because I want you to be happy. But it's not as it's it's seeing you with someone else is a little yeah, different. Yeah. It's, it's you know what I mean. So it you doesn't mean, mean I still want you. It's just I don't. I mean, it still exactly. affects me to a certain level. Yeah. But the way I think, and the way I I think you would think is also at the same time, you'd also be like, you know what? Good for you. I'm gonna leave her. I'm yeah, exactly good for you. But I'm not gonna. Come into your DMs and be like, hey, good for yeah, you. Yeah, well yeah. done for moving on from me. <laughs> no, I'm just going to leave that's you. That's so shady. Why happy. would you do that? <laughs> no, but that's yeah, no, what, but Dan, but, but you do understand, but that's what they did in reverse. Because you see it as shady, but you're trying to see it as someone being nice. They're not being nice. They're being shady. They know what exactly they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. Because the most you'll probably do is just like, you know what I mean? You just like and you scroll on. You know what I mean? You're not going to address it. You realize, yo, this is my internal cross to bear. Let me resolve my feelings on my own. The, let me make sure this person's happy. Because the other thing I, I certainly want to be, the way I approach it is, I never want to be the cause of drama in someone else's relationship, right? Because if you've been honest with him, then he'll know what role I played. But I don't want him to ever worry, yo, is Phil still trying to do something or she's still trying to do something for, because I don't do that. I don't, I don't dirty Mac, nor do I subscribe to that. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to give any of you any reason to ever worry about me. You know what I mean? If you and I, if you and him ever have a fight about me, it's because you, there's something you didn't tell him. I, I, I am the innocent victim here. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's how I approach it. But on the flip side, I can't, I can't imagine I personally cannot imagine if I have a relationship and I know the type of relationship I have with an ex. If I have a specific type of ex who I still have feelings for, and she knows I still have feelings for her, or maybe I'm still trying to find a way like, yo, can we reconcile? Is there, is there a way we can get back together? Whatever that may be. If I see her happy with someone or I see them getting married or whatever, I'm not going to, I'm not going to comment on that 
Because no good shall come of that. If it's something totally different, like, yo, they just got a big promotion or they just won something, you know what I mean? Or they've moved on like career professional-wise, got their master's, got their doctorate. Yeah, I'm happy to say congratulations because, yeah, I'm genuinely happy there. And there's no way that message can be misconstrued outside of congratulations. You know what I mean? But if it's relationship-wise, ah, I'm minding my business. I'm facing my front. Okay, okay. But Phil, 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 Phil. Why, why is it that it's so black and white? Is it not possible that you still have feelings for someone? But, you see, you, I think it's unfair to only ever ascribe feelings for someone as being selfish. Because it is very possible that you could have feelings for someone, perhaps even still love them. Maybe it's your ex, but you want to see them happy. So you could genuinely be happy for someone, even though you have feelings for them, because you're seeing them happy. I mean, there's a level of hurt that you feel like, damn, it's not me, but I'm happy that you're happy because I have, I love so, you, for example. Two things. There's no such thing as unselfish love. I think that's a fallacy because all forms of love make you happy, right? Okay, it may not be Whether it may it's not, a child. It may not be okay, let me finish my point. Selfish, but let me, let me, yeah, let, let me finish that. So I don't believe in anything purely, purely unselfish as in love. There's no such thing as unselfish love. Love has always some form of self-interest, which, which is fine. That's human nature. The second thing is, which is why I said context is important because... And the person who understands the context of that relationship best are the two people who are in that relationship. So it's difficult for me to give you a blanket answer because every relationship has its nuances. Every relationship has the, the conversations, the dynamics, the way things broke up, the dynamics you guys have had since you broke up. Like I, you, it's, I can't do that on a case by case basis. So, in that respect, for the purposes of advancing the conversation and having some form of a dialogue, we have to apply some form of generalities. You know what I mean? Otherwise, we'll spend three hours just discussing the specifics of each relationship and then like, okay, so let's go through the, the checklist and see, oh, no, this one has to be. So generally speaking, those are the rules I go. Like not everything's black and white, but generally speaking, that's the assumption I'll make until shown otherwise. But in the grand scheme of things, I think that's a, that's a, like, if that, if that's what you have to deal with, that's fine. Like, you know, if the, the personally, and it's a conversation I've been having is if your partner announces an engagement or if your partner just even says they're taken and there's no one who is upset about that <laughs> announcement. <laughs> Then you have to question if you then, <laughs> then you have to question your decision because I I have and I'm not even joking. No, it's fam. true. It's true. The, the women I'm with, the women I want to be with, the women I'm with, surely. When I when we go to the mall, if if not one person, <laughs> not one, turns around to say yay. Yeah, I know. So we've got the same mind because I was trying to explain that also to my girlfriend. <laughs> you know what? I I I would I don't get jealous that someone showed interest in you. I might be upset if someone, that, if no one showed interest, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, you know what I mean? Beautiful no, woman. How you respond, how you respond to that, how you respond to that is where, yeah. where we now determine. But people showing interest, they should, I want these sharks to be circling. <laughs> because it shows that I have something that people want. <laughs> Fam, no one, no one wants to buy it. Can you imagine buying a car and you invest all your time and energy in that car? You clean up that car, you pimp it out and you go to the middle of the city. CBD child. You leave the windows down, 
The keys in the ignition. <laughs> people walk past like, nah. <laughs> and people, everyone is just walking by. Not one person thinks about stealing. Nah, fam. I don't want that car. I don't know, fam. I want a car that, I, that I've insured at least three you times. You got a lock and then <laughs> add a steering. You know those steering wheel locks? <laughs> those, oh, exactly. Those steering wheel locks. Those old women. And then, the, and then that lock that goes on the gearbox. Remember the gearbox yeah. lock? That's the type of car I want. <laughs> With five trackers, I've got, I've got, I've got like a, the, the low jack. I've got the car jack. I've got Apple Air tags. <laughs> I've got a tile in there. I'm stressed. I'm not even sleeping in it. I'm worried. Is my car safe? Is my car? That's the, you know, that's you the know that meme of, of the man outside at night just looking at his new car. <laughs> that is yeah. what. That's the car I want. So I mean, okay, obviously this is not that deep, and and it's a little bit of a, a side thought. But I, I remember because I did notice several people who commented, and at the time I was thinking, is this weird or not? And I think it's all right. And then, just in in conversations with different people and with my girl and different people, I was like, how do people feel? Some people find it weird, but I don't think so. And I, I think I guess you're right. It depends on how it ended and what the situation is. But I think it's still, no matter how it ended, it's a sign of maturity to be able to realize that something good has happened to someone who was once important to me. Congratulations. Period. Full stop. There's but, nothing further. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I say like context matters because the, the most crucial piece of content there is, do your congratulations want to be received? You get what I'm saying? <laughs> because if things didn't end on a good note and you and I ain't cool like that no more, and maybe maybe we don't even follow each other. Why are you sending me congratulations? Because it's not like now me seeing your name in my inbox. It's not going to fill me Aye, with joy. Philip. Aye, we're grown. No, Philip. No. You know we deal with things. No, we move Dad, forward. I'm giving you. An, I'm giving you an example. We're speaking generalities. <laughs> we're speaking generalities. But yes, yeah. So, ladies, though, the point of this is. Hey, speaking of yo, ah, uh, this December, women, they, they, they were feeling froggy. <laughs> I have, I have to give it to women. No, you know, like I've, I've been, I've been calling women out for, for not being able to throw shots. Ah, uh, this December they were throwing shots, and I was like, you know what? I respect it. Actually, actually, straight to the point. For, not, not, not even small talk. Straight to the actually, point. Actually, now that you say where that, where are you? There were, there were, there were one or two situations before the announcement where I was like, hey, okay. Do you know what? I, I must clap my hands to you. I must clap my hands to you. Uh, you know what? I like it. Ladies, we see what you're doing and we, we like it. Keep it up. You are fishing in the wrong waters, but it's good to practice. We are you know, and that's one thing I like. You know what I mean? I'm not going to make you feel bad. I'll, I'll give you some encouraging words. Like, you know, <laughs> attaboy. Keep it up. You know Keep I mean? it up. Wrong place, wrong time. But, you know, I like the approach. Just try it. Okay, Philip, let's, let's, let's do, let's gaga ga some stories that happened while we were away. Yeah. Yo, man. Life is, life is fun, man. Life is good. <laughs> Good. Uh yeah. Okay. From that high, let's let's get some. There were a lot of deaths. Uh yeah. Um. Whew, Betty White. Um. That was actually that was actually a tough one because that was that was on New Year's Eve. Um, so I don't mean to be insensitive. Actually, we've played it before, but actually we should have opened the episode. I actually wanted to open the episode there, but it's been so with what? But yes. No, I know, I know, I know, I know you're getting it, and I agree with you hundred percent. It, it's like you know. We'd been, I'm not saying it's not sad. It is sad. But no one can say it's surprising. But it's not surprising. Yeah. Exactly. 
And and that's the, but you know people grieve in their own that's ways. True. But the thing that gets me is this gone too soon. I, I, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> Philip, you're lying. There's no one who said gone too soon. No, no, fam, no because Annika, remember she she had just done that that people cover and she was two months away from a hundred yeah. birthday and she had done like I'm celebrating yeah, how to make it to a hundred. Like, oh, <laughs> how could she not? How could she think you are? And then I was like, fam, but you know the sad thing is. Betty White, I think everyone that Betty White's ever known and grew up with, all her friends are dead. Yeah. Like she was the last yeah. one. Fam, can you like have you have you considered how depressing that that is? That must suck. Like every every one known. of your contemporaries, whether it's friends, whether it's even if it's like public figures you looked up to, from the everyone from TV, from the Mary Tyler Moore show to the Golden Girls, every single one gone. All your friends. Gone. Can you imagine how many times you have to make new friends? Like how many new how many new bridge clubs do you did she did Betty White join? <sighs> Shame. How many how many how many how many new bingo clubs did she have to find? It. The other thing also is like we we all know it, but I I always like get an extra like uh, appreciation for her every time we're reminded of it, you know, and every time like Betty White is spoken about. Just like how much of an actual good person she was. Now, now Betty, Betty White was a legend, bro. Go, fr- going from the, the the whole story of how she she had a, a black person on her show back in the 1950s and literally had to fight people, like tell people, no, no, I'm not taking him off, and like, you know, when it, when things were when racism was a lot more overt than it is today. Fam, not even that. To 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 borrow to borrow from the the classic Bill Burr joke. Mm. Betty White's teachers own slaves. Think about that. Yeah. Like the people that raised Betty White. Own slaves. Or, or proponents of slavery. Or at the very least, proponents of segregation. So for her to have that worldview back then is something incredible. Shout out to her. And that's why hip hop that's why hip hop loved Betty White. You know what I mean? Betty White was real one. Real one. Real one. No. And I love I love that she was always open to making fun of herself, making fun of other people. You know, there's all these skits, and she was part of like every, whether on SNL or whatever. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Also up there in the competition of goats of all opening theme songs. No, no, this is a goat. So one of my favorite things about Betty White and one of the favorite memories uh, when people were remembering her was Betty White was legit funny. Mm. And yep. I'm a big fan of Kirby Enthusiasm. And the, the, my, one of my favorite things about Kirby Enthusiasm is seeing the game within the game. It's seeing like when JB Smooth is, is deliberately trying to make Larry laugh. And he's trying to hold it in, but he's trying to keep the scene going. Mm. And Betty White used to do the same thing on Golden Girls. If you do, just go back and watch Golden Girls. Half the scenes that Betty White would, like whenever she told those St. Olaf stories, St. Olaf stories, sorry, they were all improv. Mm. She would come up with that on the spot and she'd deliberately try and make her castmates pack out. That's the best thing ever. 
a sad loss, a sad loss. And uh, just before she, in fact, you know what? She was 100, period. You know, who's to know that there weren't a couple of months skipped in the 1930s, 40s? I mean, records weren't very no, strong there, you know? No, no, basically, what, well, no. Betty White is 100 because if you take the 99, 99 years plus 10 months plus the nine months in mm-hmm. the womb, I mean, come mm-hmm. on. It's simple maths, guys. Simple, simple addition. Simple addition. Plus, if we add up all the all the all the the um, leap years, the extra days from when she was zero, that's a month. <laughs> yeah, I'm like ah, this no. I, once I start, I've, I've I I was actually going through my list. I've got I'd saved twenty Betty White clips, <laughs> and I can't pick one. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Nah. <clears throat> We've already spent too long discussing your exes in your DMs. <laughs> I mean, that's not what we we're talking about. So, uh, I mean, in fact, you never told me. So, so is she is, is she taking your name? Is she double balloting it? What's going on there? As I assume she's taking my name. Oh, you assume? Oh, it hasn't been discussed. Okay, okay, okay. Hmm. <laughs> okay. hmm. Cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> shall we move forward in our discussion? Uh, oh, yeah. There's some other people to mention. Desmond Tutu also recently lost yes. him. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? Okay. Please finish this. You just reminded me of a topic. I, I actually, I, I remember when you discussed this and I had, and then obviously Bob Saget. Bob Saget. Well, yeah. We lost so many people. Bob Saget. I mean, I think a lot uh, of Bob Samoans Saget. don't know that they know Bob Saget. No, I know, I know. I remember him from obviously Full House. I remember him from SABC One on Sunday nights, America's Family Home videos. Um, and as as like as 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 a big fan of like the comedy scene, Bob Saget was really beloved mm-hmm. amongst comics, especially in America. Uh, Bill Burr was damn near in tears when he when he announced it on this latest episode. So yeah, that was really sad. Um, I mentioned the Desmond Tutu thing, Dan, because actually I think this is actually a very important discussion. Yeah. So, um, during the holidays, obviously people tend to have get together. So I was very picky about where I went, but I went, I went to a bride, a friend at a bride, outdoor bride was, and the, the, the attendees of this function are well-educated individuals. So mm-hmm. you've got people's masters, doctors, industry leaders, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? People doing well for themselves, our age, all the way up to their sixties, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So. At times, the conversation would be very engaging, very intellectual. Some, you know, discussing politics and current affairs and so forth, and this, that, and the third, disproving vaccine deniers and the like. But then there, there were other times where that I realized that WhatsApp really is the biggest news platform on earth, and it's not just like. Our, our, our gossipy aunts or our uneducated family members that succumb to this. Literally, the people you go and see when your life is on the line, the people you would expect to give you sound advice, the people you'd go and see when your assets are at risk, when you're trying to secure the your future or the, your, the safety of your family and so forth, I'm talking about lawyers, doctors, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? The thought leaders, they get their news from WhatsApp. And I realized 
that Twitter is not the real world. Like there are discussions that we have on Twitter, Dan, that are so far removed from even the the thought process of people who they who view themselves as progressive and woke and intelligent. It's like a totally different world. And I'll give you a perfect example. So Desmond Tutu just passed and we're discussing his passing. Mm-hmm. And as I'm sure you know, Dan, Desmond Tutu is very famous for his quotation about he would not serve a God if, if a God was homophobic, right? He, he said that multiple times he was an advocate for LGBTQIA rights in South Africa. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that endeared him to that community, mm-hmm. especially considering with the issues they have with religion, right? Some way, somehow on WhatsApp, that story became Desmond Tutu was gay. No. So we're discussing, and the person's like, no, Desmond Tutu was gay. And I'm like, no, he wasn't. He had a wife and kids. Um, he never announced that he was gay. As far as we know as the public, what I do know is he was a supporter of gay people. They're like, no, 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 no. He's gay. And I was like, no, he's not. So eventually I was like, do you mind sharing your source of information? And they then passed me their very expensive iPhone 13 Pro Max. Mm, nice. <laughs> Opened to WhatsApp. And at the top of the message was the forwarded many times disclaimer. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> with a breakdown of Desmond Tutu's homosexuality. And I asked them, um, as a doctor or professional, don't you verify information before, you know, considering a fact? And they're like, no, but I trust the person that sent it to me. So, um, they, you know, I mean, they, they're on their P's and Q's. So, yeah, he's gay. And I didn't feel like having an argument. I was having a good time. I was like, no, it's fine. I'll leave it at that. Then the conversation, once again, continues. And then this is one individual. He's a father. He's a, he's a father to a young child. And this young daughter came to him. This child is, a, is a early teens. And she said, Dad, um, I'm not sure... Um, what my orientation is, but right now I feel like I'm attracted to both men and women. Okay. So I'm just letting you know, I haven't had sex yet. I just feel that, you know, that's where I stand. And this man was visibly distraught. He's like, I don't know how to do this. How do I process this information? I am an African father. You know, I've spent all this money sending my child overseas and giving her the best education, exposing her to the world. And now I feel like it's come and bit me in the ass because look, I mean, she's, 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 she, 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 I don't know. Is she gay? Is she not? Is she trans? Is she, these are genuine, legit questions. Like, is she gay? Is she, is she, is she, um, I won't, I won't use the word, but he was basically implying like, is she trans? He was trying to understand how to define, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And then someone else who was at this party, who everyone else at this party assumed was gay. Came out and said, yeah, that's a problem with this generation, man. They're too fluid. Uh, <laughs> they think that they, they, they can pick they can pick their genders and this, then, the third. And uh, all right, I was a little confused because I'm like, wait, that's not what the child is saying. But also, I'm a little confused because all the women are saying that you're, you're, you're this, <laughs> but it's, and I would assume you'd be an ally, but okay, maybe not. And then I remembered... No, in fact, before you even get there. And then I, yeah, I actually did. I remember the Dave Chappelle joke. Remember the Dave Chappelle joke from his last, the, especially before the last one, where he's talking about the alphabet gang are in a car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in the front, you have the gay people. And then you have the lesbians. 
And then everyone is upset with the trans people because they feel they're slowing the trip mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. And I remember that joke and I laughed because that person was basically recreating that joke. So I, I just I just do that and I'm like, yo, what do you think of Dave Chappelle? And they're like, ah, I don't like him. I don't like his comedy. He's very, he's very problematic. I don't know why he stirs up hate. And I was like, oh, interesting. Have you watched his last special? I was like, no, I don't need to. I just saw the headlines. I was like, that's very interesting. So you formed an opinion based on headlines with no experience, lived experience, that is. And even though you hate this individual, you are basically living out a worldview that he shared via a joke. It's not even his worldview. It's an observation that he made. And I found that really interesting. And it let me know two things, Dan. And the first I already mentioned is Twitter is not the real world. We live in a bubble that only exists for people on Twitter. And two, if you show people enough headlines or enough WhatsApp forwards, it's fact, no matter what. That's a, that's, that's the idea that Twitter is not the real world. And okay. We're using Twitter as, as a, a stand in really for, Basically, any kind of of space where you're able to take in a lot of this extra information, because surely, by far, the majority of people, especially here in Africa, probably think that way. I don't understand what's going on. It's just, it's too much, you know. It's just, it's I don't know, you know. Um, I think the fact that Twitter is not the real world applies to almost everything. So there's the issues of LGBTQIA+, etc. Then there's issues to do with, I'll give you an example. So, okay, long story short. Um, you know, I never know how much detail to share. Okay, long story short, there's a guy who's training to be on radio. One of his talking points or discussions was, um, you know, some people look at women sideways when they drink. Do you believe that women should be able to drink? Like what? What a weird question. Would you ask, do you believe men should be able to eat? Or do you know, like, can you not hear that just the very premise of the question is weird? But it's only weird because the ideology I am exposed to is air quotes more progressive. The majority of people think that's a valid question to discuss. And they're like, no, no, I think that they should be allowed to drink. I mean, they must drink whatever they want. But the very fact that that question is being raised is a problem. Do you hear what I mean? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, dude, it, it stretches beyond this. And I think, okay, let's, let's, let's bring it to more light-hearted issues. The, the, the funniest thing that I've noticed, especially as I get older, is how Twitter is, it, 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 sometimes it almost feels like a social experiment. And the best example I see of this is women that give out dating advice. Um, you guys might have seen this. Is, I'm not going to mention her name, but there's a certain outspoken feminist who was very adamant. She was like, "Yo, I don't give men my attention unless they pay for my time. Mm-hmm. If they're taking me out, they're buying they're buying my meals. They literally have to pay for my time and attention." And she wrote this whole manifesto and guide about how she approaches it. Blah 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 blah. Only to come out, only to discover um, years after this, after she had sold all these women this kettle of fish, that she herself was desperately lonely and in and no one she had not been on a date in years 
There's that. And then on the flip side, you also have women who are at, hey, I hate men. This, then, the third. And sometimes they'll even crack tongue-in-cheek jokes, but it's the truth. They'll be hating on men while cuddling up with the man. Yeah. And the funny thing is, or the thing that I find weird is the people that buy into it and then somehow feel betrayed when they realize that it's not real. And I ask myself, like, so what worldview did you have that made you think that this was actual real? I, would, I wouldn't you know say it's mean? not real. I would say that the context in which it's said has to be taken into account. So it's, for example... No, no, no. So, no some of these people are dead serious, he, No, I know. Like some they'll the, be serious when they're saying it. Like, they'll be saying men deserve nothing. And obviously, you have to... If you take that sentence in a vacuum... That's obviously a problematic statement. But obviously in the context that these conversations are being had globally, we understand that this statement is part of a larger conversation, which is about how men treat women, etc. So it is a problematic statement, I agree. But in the context of the larger discussion, you kind of understand why someone would say that. Then the problem is there's someone else who doesn't take that context into account and they just read men deserve nothing. I agree. That's how I live my life. That's how I'm going to move. And you're like, ah, but yeah. that, that person and, but, who said but, men but deserve the, nothing the, just came from buying a PS5 for a man. So, exactly. And and people don't really, I just don't think there's much lateral thought. People just aren't thinking. You know, speaking of PS5, did you see that video of that dude? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the dad. With who, the older woman. Who, and it was like, maybe I'll consider oh, I, I was like, yo! I was like, yes, my oh, man! Yeah. <laughs> yo, in fact, no, perfect, no, yeah, we, we've got a lot of topics to discuss. Did, have, you, have you been seeing the discussion around scamming, men scamming women? Mm-mm. That's been on the timeline. Uh, so, so there's a, apparently there's a, there's a Ghanaian dude who's fronting to be a doctor <laughs> in Joburg. He's, he's been running riot, he's <laughs> running through these women. And every single time he's trying to sell them stuff, he's like, you'll be dating. So even the, the premise itself kills me because he's dating them, right? And then he'll pitch up to the house for, for Netflix and chill. And he'll come with a fake Michael Kors bag and like, hey, baby, do you want to buy this? And they buy it. <laughs> so, so that was the first... And then, so if you go to um, Le, Le Cerro Tlabi's page, uh, co- the woman that does coconut curls, she did, like, women were just sending her stories upon stories upon stories. Like, women who dating a dude, dude's fallen on hard times, she takes out a loan for 100,000 rand, get, gives him the money, finds out he was cheating. Woman starts dating a guy, she has a car, he doesn't have a car, she starts taking taxis. He starts driving the car everywhere. He's now picking up his side chicks in her car. Totals the car coming from the club. She pays to repair the car, takes him back, finds out he's taking a girl to Durban with her dime. It was just story after story after story. And I was like, yo, for the amount of hate men get on Twitter, we sure are doing well on these streets. <laughs> <laughs> the lesson here. Yo, men, there's two lessons here. For men started 2022 strike right now. It's City Girls Zero. Men scammers 100. <laughs> We're up. We're up in 2022. Listen, the main lesson here is, ladies and gentlemen, please develop your critical thinking. Twitter standards is a real thing. Don't think life is what people post in a single tweet or a single caption on Instagram or say in a single 15 second on TikTok. All right. There's context behind it. 
and there's a real person behind it who's living their life. These people who are the loudest when it comes to, this is how you're supposed to do things. I would never expect anything less. You will be surprised when you find out how life really is. Yeah, I, I think I, I can share, I can share actual evidence. I, I have a friend who's very popular on socials, very popular. And whenever I'd hang with this person, we'd have a great time. Wonderful conversation. We'd even crack like jokes, like jokes that I would assume are inappropriate, but you know what I mean? You, you know, like those jokes that are, that aren't PC. We, we all have jokes that if, 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 if it was, if we were in a Twitter space without knowing, well, ah, let's say. Canceled. <laughs> so anyway, so one day, and once again, this person is very popular and known for doing those threads, those, 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 those threads. Uh, uh, wait a minute. Is that a new phone? <laughs> yeah, you know, light work. <laughs> anyway, continue the story. <laughs> oh, just the iPhone 13, who this? <laughs> it's a lovely phone, I won't lie. <laughs> hey, that is doing better than he puts on, huh? No, you see, when there's a partnership, Phil, you know, when there's a partnership and you can rely on each other. Uh uh. Wait, did you make a bio on engagement rings? What you saying? No. (laughs) (laughs) Is that an option? Can you do that? (laughs) Yes, yes. Oh, man. That's another, that's another, that's, that was another story that came out. (laughs) Anyway, yes. Yeah. Yeah, So I hit her up and I was like, yo, okay, you always have these angry threads. Like you come across almost angry on socials, Mm -hmm. but in real life, you are very affable, funny person. And I don't understand. Why do you always want to project that anger? Like, why can't you show the funny side? And she legit told me, yo, fam, if I, if I change from this pro, like this character, this prototype, I will lose engagement and I'll lose followers. Hmm. So she was almost like a prisoner to that. And that is the danger, the real danger of social media. Because social media engagement is rewarded by anger saying and negative things. Yeah. Something that elicits an emotion. So it's either it's either puppy videos or it's extreme anger. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's no room for the in-between. It kind of forces people to the extreme ends on both sides. And because of that, the content is never really allowed to, to, to live in nuance because you need nuance because life is full of nuance. So just consider that whenever you, you reach you to like something. Anyway, let's go, go, go. So David was in the country for a muchacho. Shout out to him. You know what I mean? Shout out to the, the couple. Um, it is, it is kind of depressing that granted he, he's a superstar. But it is kind of depressing that one man coming for a wedding... That's what I was about to say, yeah. ...can dominate the news cycles the way it did. Like, like I mean, also, wouldn't you want... I think it's also why I wouldn't want a, a, a major celebrity at my wedding. Because, I mean, it's it, it that's what it becomes about, you know? I feel like that's weird. But, hey, different strokes for different folks. But, but yeah. And, I mean, but also, like, if that's your boy, like, if that major celebrity is your boy, you, you, and you, yeah, you, you obviously true. want your boy there. You know what I mean? I have no boys that are ma- major you know. celebrities, so that's that's not a problem. What do you mean? You know me? Major celebrities. Come on, Dan. I was listed as the GQ and Glamour Zimbabwe's to watch in 2022. What? <laughs> what? One of 15. But well done. No, I send them. A, I, well done. I send them a ton of photos, and then they they, they use the the photo that I'm tired of seeing. 
Phil, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're not very but photogenic. But my DMs were lit. <laughs> really? My DMs were lit. <laughs> For that week. Ooh, my DM. Dude, have you ever, have you ever been met on by, by LinkedIn? <laughs> ah, women hitting up on LinkedIn is a different type of energy, bruh. <laughs> but it's a good look because I know we've spoken before about how we shouldn't push too much stock into like these kind of lists. But it's a good look. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a, it's a shiny thing to show people, and it, it's a good thing. To yeah, it's on the bio. It's not on the, it's not on the bio. It's not on the bio. It's not on the bio. If someone googles you, look. I mean, GQ Man of the Year, G. Um, <laughs> The other thing I was going to mention about Davido, the, the, the wedding. Okay, so long story short, if you don't know what's happening, if you don't live in Zim, Zim for the past week has been completely engrossed in this wedding story. Uh, Zimbabwean socialite Danielle Allen, or Danielle Simba Allen, who prefers to be known as Danny, um, she got married to Nigerian socialite Ego. I don't know his full name, but he's apparently friends with Davido. And they got married. Oh, speaking of. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say our, our neighbor, our old neighbor was there. The Nigerian so man. People that knew he was our old neighbor were DMing me like, "Whoa, are you also involved?" I'm like, "No, what do you mean?" Then they were like, "Oh, your your homie's there." I'm like, ah, who D- who DM'd you? Small world indeed. <laughs> I know. I, I oh, as in someone was DMing you. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant like the the guy. The no, because like the first one, someone DMed me. They were just talking about it in the era. So I I I just knew David was coming to the country because I knew because they they had made a booking at Pablo's. Um, so I, I, I knew that, mm. right. But I didn't know what exactly what it was for, nor was I particularly interested. You know what I mean? But so I knew kind of, I knew part of the story. I didn't know the full story. So then when he, when he landed, people started posting. One of the people that was in the, the welcome party was our old, uh, neighbor. Mm. And someone knew he was oh, our old neighbor because okay, they'd yeah. come to the house and they'd seen him. And they were like, ah, cool. There's a lot of connecting dots here. What's going on? And I was like, ah, I didn't even know this guy knew these people. <laughs> small world indeed. Uh, and then they, they scrolled down his page and they're like, ah, I'm even seeing your car in his posts. And I'm like, yeah, he was literally my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that dude. Anyway, that was a, it was an interesting abode. Anyway, um, long story short, uh, this Zimbabwean, uh, Danielle, and, well, Danny and, and Ego from Nigeria got married in Zim. Uh, which is an excellent choice because, you know, Zim is lit. First of all, there's three things I want to talk about from this wedding. First of all, Davido's Instagram reels and stories showed it a different Zimbabwe. This is what seems to be the general mm. consensus about people who are watching. Like, yo, wh- which part of Zimbabwe is this? Because that place, I don't actually know where they were or where they were going. And I don't, I didn't. Re- that, no, that lodge in Chizzy. I, no, not Chizzy, sorry. Um, Highlands. Um, but no, by convincer, the new one. Oh, really? Is that, is that new? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, so, I won't give them a name because they're not sponsoring. Yeah. Them, but yeah. I didn't see that. I mean, I didn't even see the. I saw one or two stories, but I didn't really see. But apparently, people were shook. Um, and obviously, if you've got money, you can find nice places in Zim, just like you can find nice places anywhere in the world. The second thing is the overt opulence that was shown at this wedding. Something we've said many times. Hey, different strokes for different folks. Different people like different things, and so on. I find it weird that people would equate or rather that the big story, the big talking point was your Zimbabwe Mbingas could never. In fact, Zim men are trash because they can't do this. I was like, okay, first of all, that's partly true because Keshi's Mawan 
But there's definitely some people that can. Secondly, an, an, an opulent show of wealth does not equal a better man, right? I mean, come on. If that's what you're looking for, then go find yourself a man who will do that, sure. But just the general consensus seemed to be Zim men are trash because look what Nigerian men are doing. Um, I think there was like mm. money being thrown all over the place and whatever, whatever. Um, that's what they do. At the, the, it's customary. Dumb people. And the third thing, which is kind of connected, I didn't like that people were doing side-by-side comparisons of like Davido and Mike Chimombe. I mean, it was kind of funny. Let the record show, Mr. Chimombe. We, uh, we're not laughing at you. No, no, we'd never disrespect you, sir. It's kind of funny. Um, but also, like, you guys, can you stop with the self-hate, please? You're... <laughs> Okay, here's the story. So apparently, so this wedding, apparently everyone in the wedding party was given the the wedding cloth or the wedding material or some, or they were given the fabric. Yeah. yeah, the fabric. So they mm-hmm. all made their own out, outfits based from the fabric. So you could see like Davido and his teams, well actually it's Ego and his wedding party's uh, outfits. They're very nice, fresh, you know, like you know like typical Nigerian garb. It actually looks really nice. I would love to get a shirt like that actually. But then some of the Zim counterparts and the, the the shirts that they made. You know, Zim men don't really represent well in the public space. The women killed it. Ah, you know, the different women who were posting pictures of this is my outfit. Chi-chi-chi. I was like, ah, Mwah. you know, I blame the tailors. I think we need to blame the tailors here. I think it's the caliber. Uh, of we need men. a full guy. The caliber of men in the public. Yeah, I feel you and I need to become rich so that we can raise the bar a little bit. Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> I think, dude, ah, dude Zim and I've Zim. said this before, and you've shut me down, Phil. But I saw someone else tweet about it, and I was like, this is exactly how I feel. I get an interest in celebrity culture, but I am so sad just how caught up we were in this. We need to find better things to interest us as a nation. So... I think Dan, I think ultimately, I think it's because we're small and it's a small community and everyone is interconnected in some way because we're a small nation. We're only 12 million people, particularly, excuse me, when you're talking about Harare and Harare's north, quote unquote, it's six degrees of separation. Like everyone knows someone who knows someone who knows someone. Like, like I just said, coincidentally, I just happened to be neighbors with, with someone that was there. I know, I, I, I knew the venue that they were going to, that center, you know what I mean? And b- because of that, everyone feels like, especially the loudest people on social media who have access to data and so forth, mm-hmm. they feel like they have some vested interest in the story. So they might have their, their own angle or their, their own sway. But because of that, coupled with the fact that we have no other real distractions in this country. So I think we, 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 joke, we joke about like Zim Celebs, for example. But... Um, comparatively, there really is no massive difference between Zim Celebs and the Shade Room. The only difference is scale, right? The Shade Room is discussing people who earn millions and are known by millions. Zim Celebs is discussing people who might not be earning anything but are known by thousands. It's a, it's just a fact, and that's that's the, the, just because of the that's understandable. Economy. So my with, issue is not with that respect, right? So now bringing it back, Davido in Zimbabwe 
he's akin to let's say our Kendrick. Let's yeah, Kendrick is a good as a good good thing. You know, somewhere between Kendrick and Jay Z. It's it's a big, but some you know highly popular. If Kendrick Lamar were to come to anyone's wedding in let's say small town North Carolina, that would be news. I'm not people would my be my problem interested. is not that it's news. My problem is for a whole week it completely dominated every it's supposed but to be news. It's again, supposed to damn, be interesting. But this is what I'm saying. No, but this is that's what I'm saying is Okay, it dominated everything because there was nothing else in the news cycle that's to overtake. That's what's depressing. Because that's what's depressing, Philip. <laughs> yes, but that is the nature of the thing. Because you know what the other thing is? If if we're not discussing this, we're discussing ZDC with his sorry, not sorry campaign. <laughs> or we're discussing Nick Mangwana destroying people's December. Or we're discussing the fallout of COVID. Or discussing the economic hardships people are going through. Or discussing the failure of schools to reopen in January. There's nothing, there's everything else is depressing news, Dan. That's what's depressing. It is bleak out That's there. That's what's Dan, depressing, you know how, Philip. Dan, it's time have, for us to Dan, create you new see entertainment how bad fields and, did, and, and platforms. Did you, see how, did you see how bad the roads are? Like even Copacabana, it's so polluted. There's no drainage. People literally are swimming across the street. Okay, Phil, Phil, slow down. Zim is actually lovely. It's a beautiful place to live in. Um... Don't come here, Tasman. Save yourself. <laughs> it's not too late. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, congratulations to the couple. I'm not trying to say that it shouldn't be a news story. Of course, it's a news story. Of course, a uh, celebrity being there and, and pictures being all over the place and dope outfits and whatever. Of course. I just hate that this is completely what seems to be. It shouldn't be the biggest news story in the country. Like, come on, man. We have potential. I, I would, you know what? Okay, Phil. So for example, you're talking about uh, um, Kendrick going to a, a wedding in Carolina. That would be big news, but it wouldn't be bigger than Beyonce dropping her new album. In Zim, there's no one who's going to drop an album or a song that would have been bigger news than this. And that's what's annoying. Even Winky D's new song was in the news cycle for a shorter time than this wedding. But that song was ass, Dan. The video was lovely. The song was ass. Anyway, and I love Winky D, but that song was. This ass. is supposed to be Gaga Ga. So anyway, yeah, congratulations to Ego and Danny, and uh, I wish happiness in your nuptials. Um, mm. all right, versus Burner. I don't even discuss it, but Burner and Shadow that was weird. That, that was, was weird. That was terrible. And like rape jokes, rape. Come on, man. was it? Was I it even jokes? Me, yeah, I'm looking at people sideways now. Was that even jokes? It was. I, it, was it was disgusting. It was disgusting. But something that we can laugh about. <laughs> Ah, no, I don't like. This was my highlight. It was so embarrassing. It was trash. Oh, did you watch it? Okay. 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 First of all, we, we are discussing the fight of the century. Okay. We're not talking about Ali Frazier. This is, this, nah. is, this is not Rumble in the Jungle. This is not we're, Thriller we're not in talking, Manila. We're not talking Tyson versus Lewis or Tyson Holyfield. No, 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 no. This was a, a pure display this was of pugilism. P- Pansy in Mzansi? No. <laughs> Yo, I actually that like you remember when we discussed this, I was like, this is a terrible move. This is this is bad. No, Phil, you said it. Why would he do this? For Casper, yes. For Slick, it's a win-win. It's a win. And I just and I still stand by it. And I was like, you know, I'm not even gonna watch it. And I wasn't planning on watching it. I don't know what demon possessed me. 
Because I, I was like, yeah, it's good. I'm going to watch it. And I, oh, I did not feel, we, we must remember Dad, that we have listeners all this, over the world. Here we go. This was the most ghetto, the most <laughs> ghetto. One of the biggest rappers in South Africa. Ghetto. Nay, Africa. Casper Nyovest was unhappy that YouTuber Slick Talk, who is known for his negativity and toxicity, said some nasty things yeah. about him. So he was like, listen. He's like academics, but with, but with, with but no West, subscription to a Domi Prebis. Um, yeah, so he, so Casper was like, brilliant idea. I want a legal way to beat you up because obviously, if I just hit you, it's a problem. So he decided to set up a boxing fight. He says, I'll pay you a hundred thousand rand if you can last three rounds in the boxing ring with me. Mm. Keep in mind, there was a lot of back and forth because the, the fight was on, then it was off again, then it was on, then it was over, then it was finally on. Again. So, as we've spoken before on this podcast, Phil and I both agreed for Casper, this is the worst possible. He has an unknown person who gets views in the thousands. A really good video for him might have 15,000 or 20,000 views. You know what I'm saying? Now he's on this very publicized fight with Casper Nyovest. He's going to, like, y- you only stand to lose. If you win the fight, like, why would you do that? It, it looks bad for you. If you lose the fight, oh, it looks even worse for you. So what are you doing, man? And I, I, I hate, like, the people who are like, Casper's a marketing genius, GGG. Anyway, the day of the fight rolls around. So I didn't watch it live. Eh? I think I think it's it's important. It's important for me to also highlight. Yes. Um, oh, he did a review. I, I, you know what? I can't believe I missed this. Slick Talk did a review on his channel. Can't we watch it it's somewhere else? One hundred and seventy thousand. Can we watch somewhere else so we don't contribute to views? <laughs> you know what? You know what, Dan. I hate him. I, I don't agree with him as a person. But since he took that pondering, you know what? He'll get, he'll, he'll get my view. He'll get my, <laughs> wait, you know what? And, it's, and it's, it's only three minutes. You know what? This is a live reaction. This is, <laughs> I need to see this now. <laughs> Apologies for his voice. Yo, what's up, guys? It's Slick Talk. And I'm here after this Casper fight, man. He was weak, you know what I mean? Those punches didn't bang. Are you playing it? I got a lot of compliments for my slick talk impersonation. That is not something to be proud of. <laughs> Good YouTube, this is slick talk, and I'm back with another video. What a night! What? His eyes still red. <laughs> what a night! What is it? A hundred thousand people watching live, and then people still want to talk that he's just a YouTuber. That's all he'll ever be. He's just a YouTuber. Get the f- out of here. I'm one of the biggest media personalities. Out right now, and that is a fact. I want to give a big salute to Casper Nyavest, his manager, and the whole of Bridging the Gap Entertainment for the level of professionalism. Usually, I'm very apprehensive when it comes to nigger shit because. Professionalism? <laughs> why is this man's mouth always so wet? He's just. Why is it always wet? It's just so much liquid in there. I'm thinking it's gonna be some nigger shit. I'm thinking. Are gonna be going up and down, up and down. You do an interview and it's ten in the room. That's what I was thinking. But those guys kept the level of professionalism high, and I appreciate that. And I have to say, like, you never know how big Casper your vest is until an event like that happens. I've been doing my videos for over two years. I've trained <laughs> multiple times. But I can't stand this voice. Man. After an event like that, that I'm getting people, I'm getting calls from people that I thought were dead. I'm getting calls from that I thought were dead because of casting a vest. That's how big. Why did he give him a platform? I respect him for that. In terms of the fight, 
I love the fact that he still has power directly. Like he still has a power <laughs> in, the, in the bottom out. corner. Like my I man. I told myself one thing. I don't care if this <laughs> beats me to a pulp. When I leave that ring, I'm going to have his respect. And when he looked in my eye, he saw somebody that was prepared to die in that ring. I was not leaving that ring without the money. I was not about to go home with that. <laughs> that was not going to happen. He looked in my eyes and he saw a nigga that was prepared to die. And I also gained a lot of respect for that nigga. I also gained a lot of respect for Casper Yves. And I have to say... Pe- okay, clearly clearly that check clear. Because... <laughs> uh, okay, he got the, on he got the money. So anyway, let's let's let's, let's take it back. So... Um, as Dan highlighted, there was a fight. Um, there were a lot of fits and starts. But keep in mind, Casper Vests has become one of the biggest rappers on the continent because he's been known to put out an amazing show. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've been to fill up the dome. I've been to fill up Orlando. I've seen the videos of him filling up. I've Europe. been to at so, least three Casper Vest shows here in Zim, which is wild. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I kid you not, fill up the dome and fill up Orlando. Some of the best shows I've ever been mm. to. And I the thing that frustrates me a lot about Casper is Casper's an incredible performer. He's an incredible artist. He's he's a great visionary. But Anikamika mentality, so yeah, it's always me against the world. It's very off-putting. And it doesn't make sense to me because you're winning. You're up. Um, you you won. Look at your cars. Look at your house. Look at your record. Look look at the numbers of so- of records you've sold. Look at what you've achieved. You know what I mean? Why would you have do all this and still always have this negative outlook? And it, it was emblematic in the slick talk thing because here you are at the top of the mountain. You've just bought yourself a new McLaren. You've got yourself a new AP. You've got a lovely child you've got a a beautiful a baby mom's at home you know what i mean you're doing good dan you know what i mean you're doing well why would you feed this troll this wet mouth troll it made no sense but the fight is happening you would expect and i'm not i'm i mean and i'm not a fan of the yeah so i was like you know what let me see and i knew the troll was going to get beat up because as we discussed before casper had been training for a fight for two years Mm -hmm. now He'd been training to fight the AKA for two years. He had been, he got into good shape. So I, I knew what it was going to be about. I, I've seen Slick Talk. I don't think he's done a press up in his life. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm bored in this evening. I feel like having a, a good laugh. Let me tune in. I was not prepared, Dan. From, from, the, from the onset, I was not prepared for how janky this production was. In the beginning, as the, the, the pre-fight build-up, you know, normally when you watch Fight Night, you, you've got some sports announcers, some analysts, seasoned pros, giving you the tail of the tape, as it were. You know, the preview, what to look out for. You know what I mean? Here we had Sol Penduga and some other guy, I don't even remember, cracking some of the worst dad jokes I've heard in my life. And this is coming from you and me. <laughs> that is saying a lot. So I, I, that, was, that was the preamble. Let, let, let me give you my summary, then you can open to yours. Okay. Because I, I don't want to lose my train of thought. So then we, we have the terrible dad jokes. Then they now cut to ringside commentary. Ringside commentary is being hosted by legend Sia Metani, a.k.a. Slicko. Now, I had a, I'm, I'm pretty sure Sia had a, a dressing room at the venue. And I'm pretty sure his tech rider 
must have listed at least 12 bottles of Hennessy because he drank every single drop. I've never seen someone so lit on camera in quite some time. I'm surprised he was still standing. Slicko was plastered. Asking some of the worst questions ever, he, he, he then stopped a group of individuals that included Lasizwe. Um, after asking him questions that went nowhere, he then encouraged Lasizwe to twerk on camera. It was so, it was so bad, Dan, this, this ringside commentary, that the director of the live stream opted to switch to the pre-fight ad, which was also quite bad. They then cut back to Seoul and they shy jokes for another two minutes or so before they then cut to the dressing room where you saw the fighters preparing. Casper was in his room getting his, his wrist taped up, warming up, you know, running through his fight routines. They then cut to our man Slick Tokyo, Mr. Wetmouth. My man was, was slouched on a chair wearing the vest you'd wear on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon when you're washing the car. <laughs> You know what I mean? Nothing different from the <laughs> the vest you'd wear on a warm summer evening to sleep in. You know what I mean? You know you don't be too warm, but you don't be too cold. You know what I mean? But it, it's that vest that is seen years. You know what I mean? It's 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 seen at least seven Christmases. It's maybe been bent a few times by the maid, but you still wear it because you know what? It does the job. It might have a hole or two. But it's still it's basically it's, a it's the equivalent of the power director logo in the in the corner, you know? Bingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I figured, you know what? Okay, okay, you know, maybe this is his workout, his workout swear, you know, because we've all been to the gym where some people, you know, like they they use their their old fratty clothing as their workout gear. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm pretty sure he's gonna change by the time the fight starts. And then we now lead into the fight. After massive delays, there were quite a substantial amount of delays. A lot of wafflage, a lot of waiting. But all the while, I am already, I'm dying of laughter, Dan. Everything is hilarious because it's, it's, it's all terrible. And I remember commenting, why does it feel like everyone involved in this production is doing this for the first time ever? It, it just felt like that, Dan. And for the first time, I was like, Wow. I never thought I would say it, but ZBC is better. Like ZBC, <laughs> Phil, that's just insulting. How <laughs> <I'll> dare you? <laughs> anyway, things continue. We now go to the, the the ring announcer. Did you see the ring announcer, Dan? So I okay. This is what I was going to say. I didn't. <laughs> I knew the fight was on, but somehow I blocked my mind from it. And at some point, I happened to open Twitter, and then I saw people ragging on this fight. So I opened my YouTube just after the end, like literally just after the, the fight part of it had finished. And I, I, I swear, I kept thinking I'm in the wrong place. Uh, maybe I'm on someone's <laughs> private, maybe someone's got a phone in the crowd or something. I don't know what's going on. Let me search for the proper stream. No, this is Casper's profile. I'm so confused. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, I, it's embarrassing. So, <laughs> so to set the scene, for those of you who have watched, you have to find the stream, but it looked like this fight was staged at the debate hall, Kumarain. Every, every city in Zimbabwe has a bait hall. And every bait hall, Irukumarain, Irukumarain, 
That's where it looked like the fight. Like in a room with no windows. It looked like it smelled like old socks in that place, bruh. It was poorly lit. The ring announcer didn't know what he was announcing. My man's was dressed like a leprechaun wearing a size too small. It was a mess. The fight itself, I don't think, I don't think Slick Talk got one punching. I don't think he, he swung once. Like, it got so bad, Dan. I don't know if you watched the fight, but it got so bad. Like, 60 seconds into the fight, the referee stopped. Oh, I even forgot the referee. <laughs> so they announced the referee. The referee is apparently a Golden Gloves boxer. I don't think they told him he was officiating this match. It looks like my man was hanging around backstage. And they just pulled him and said, yo, we need a referee. You know how to box. Please come through. My man is in the ring wearing Adidas NMDs, faded denim jeans, and a golf shirt. <laughs> I've never seen something so good in my life, Dan. So did he last the three rounds? Uh, by by force <laughs> because they stopped the fight and then the and then the medical advisor was like no he's taking too many punches this is not safe and then after a 15 to 20 minute delay they then agreed to restart the fight um but i think it was they went from two minute rounds to one minute rounds because it was that bad and for basically two rounds after that um, slick talk just got a walloping but my concern was yes we knew slick talk was going to get his ass kicked because he's not a fighter but after taking all that beating Casper couldn't knock him out my man's didn't have a black eye I mean it was just he did look properly roughed up like in all the post pictures like but but Anyone would be Dan. He received three hundred punches in a minute. Also, something worth saying. <laughs> I mean, we've seen Casper's transformation fitness-wise recently. Lockdown's been out on everyone, eh? <laughs> oh, that's another thing. We're like, yo, what happened to the abs? <laughs> but no, no, it's cool. No, I, I mean, we laugh about it, but it's only. Because, I mean, I don't got no abs, so it's okay. It's okay. But I just remember the last time. No, you know what? <laughs> You know, this is one of those things where it's one of those seminal moments in, in Twitter history. You know, like it's one of those moments where you just you had, had to, to be, be there. there. I don't think it's, it, has, it has zero, zero, absolutely zero replay value. I'm never watching this fight again. I think after discussing it on the podcast, I didn't want to talk about it again. I don't even admit that I watched it. But while we were watching, we, all of us all had the collective shame. Of I can't believe we're watching this ghetto mess, <laughs> but God damn it, I cannot turn away from it. And it is hilarious. Oh, Dan, I, I, I laughed. Oh, that, this was one of the highlights of my year. Oh, it was, it was so bad. It was good. It was, it, it was kitsch. It, this was the definition of kitsch. <laughs> it was so bad. It was good. Uh yeah. All right. All right. Let's 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 go go go. Do you do you realize we've been recording for two hours now? Two. Uh, well, yeah. What a two-hour podcast no, on no, two no, broke no, It's we not that. It's just that. at the beginning we're like, ah, oh, no, it'll be a quick right. one. You know, the first one for the year. Let's see. All right. Let's go. Let's let's go. Okay. Movies. movies. No, we, we gotta do movies. Let's go quick. Spider-Man: No Way Home. Woo! Worth it. Okay. We 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 were screaming. We're, we're thirty-year-old men screaming Scr- at the trailer. Screaming. Now watch the movie. We now watch. We now watch the movie. Okay, yeah, wait. What, what, what's your takeaway? So, Let's go. Spoiler alert! But honestly, by now, 
Ah, no. By now, by now, there's no way. I, I, I'm actually quite impressed. Dan, so I waited a week. I wa- and I did not, I did not even know that the other Spider-Mans were in there. I watched it after I didn't you. even know. I watched it after you, Philip. And I, I... But I didn't spoil it for anyone. You didn't know. I mean, but did you suspect? Dan! I went... So, <laughs> one thing, one thing that I've really gotten good at is trying to divorce myself from any sort of expectations in a movie. So, so did you Before properly watching. scream when you saw them? <laughs> Once again, I told you, I read, also, let me, let me set the scene so some of you understand. I rented out the theater because I didn't want no disturbances. I didn't want to worry about COVID. I just wanted to enjoy this movie and I wanted to watch it on the big screen. So I rented out the theater. I had like five people with me and we were all spread out sparsely throughout the cinema. So I was at the back by myself. And when I, when, what's his face? Wong, Wong, the fake Wong, mm-hmm. Wong Jr., which is another thing we need to discuss. Ned. So just because this, this dude said he has, he has tingling in his fingers. and No, no, no. There's a story behind that. Don't worry. I'll, we'll get into it. But yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, when he cast that, and then they think they find Spider. And then, uh, I was like, yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I wish, I wish I went in as, as, as uh, well, okay. So the thing is, for almost a full year and a half. It's Toby McFarlane. <laughs> Especially Andrew Garfield. And Andrew Garfield? He kept on... Dude, he, I know Andrew Garfield really... I was like, oh, shit! <laughs> Dude, even like... So I knew Green Goblin. I knew Green Goblin and Doc Ock were yeah. coming because I couldn't miss them. And obviously because of they the, were in the, trailer. Um, the Super Bowl ad, yeah. I knew Jamie Foxx was coming back. So that wasn't a surprise. I expected that. But the Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield thing, that caught me off guard. I was hype. I was pretty hype as well. Um... <laughs> So let me tell you what happened to my brother. So my brother went to go watch it as well. So he says they got into the movie. I don't know what was happening behind the scenes, but the movie started in the middle. Where did he go? Our local, our local. They're no longer a client. So he our local them. movie house here. <laughs> the movie started halfway. So he just saw Toby Maguire yeah, and Andrew him. Garfield just chilling. <laughs> he was like, what? Then they then, ah, then they apologized. They apologized and restarted. They restarted the movie. Someone would die. Someone would die. So you so you like, wait, what? What? Huh? And then they just restarted the movie. Like sorry, ah, sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> he was so yo, pissed. He was so mad. <laughs> so first of all, first of all. It's hard to like Spider-Man is my second favorite superhero of all time. Who's your first? Batman. Um I I've I I I've followed Spider-Man. I've watched a lot of his stuff. I even have I have a, a compendium of Spider-Man and all comic books and uh in-depth explanations and behind the scenes. So I've really enjoyed the MCU Spider-Man because it's been kind of different to what they've done before. And I like, I don't know why I liked, I really liked, I really like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I think he's perfect because Spider-Man to me is kind of nerdy, but he's not like a complete and total wuss. He's just nerdy, but you know, he's got these quips and he's kind of funny and he's young and you know, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man to me was a little too mopey. I loved him, but he was just a little too mopey for me. Like, come on, man. Like, by the third movie, can you also just, just set your jaw a little bit? 
Andrew Garfield was a little too cool. I loved him as well. Just a little too cool to be Spider-Man. Now, I, I think I think Andrew Garfield proved that he was just given bad source material. Yeah, yeah, because he's a good because Spider-Man. If you, you give him give him dope source material, fam, that youth pastor too. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and to me, Tom Holland was the no. perfect balance. Like he's he's what it, but it's fine. I, I get it. I can I can understand why someone might like one over the other and so on. Then seeing all three of them together and then like interacting and then how everyone agrees that now Andrew Garfield Spider-Man was trash and then the two of them like, you're, you're amazing, man. You don't have to beat yourself up. I'm like, you really are, bro. You really are. It's, it's just been unfair because those movies are trash, yeah. but you're amazing. And then that, mo- that movie, no, that's that, that, that scene with MJ. Yeah, 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 where he caught her. Because I, 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 remembered, I remembered the previous Spider-Man, but I... I regret not watching the the other. Oh, I made no mistake like that. So I regret not watching them again. I remember them, but I remember them from like what five mm. years ago. So I'm a little rusty, but I remember certain scenes. I remember critical scenes. So like all the major callbacks, I think I I, I got most of the callbacks mm. anyway. But like the MJ scene, particularly, I was like, oh snap! I remember because the MJ died in the last. Oh. Technically, it was the Gwen. It was Gwen Stacy? Sorry, Gwen. Sorry, yeah. So that was dope. Uh anyway, I love the movie. Um it's in my opinion it's the best Spider-Man movie. A few movie. plot holes, but finally, Let me explain them for you. What plot holes? Phil? Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. MVP. Sure. Willem MFN Dafoe. Do, do you follow this guy on Instagram called Lean and Cuisine? No. So he's he's a comedian and I used to follow him back in the day because he would write really long posts that I found hilarious, but he hasn't done that. But recently he started did, doing it again and he did it over the Spider-Man thing. And he his comment on Willem Dafoe was just so funny. He just, he wrote this really long post like, yo, Spider-Man spoilers. But did you see how this man, first of all, hit up Aunt May like a hockey puck and then he just chills over there like, oops, what did I do? I was just, I was laughing at the description and Willem Dafoe for me was, he was just perfect. He's just, he really captures that Norman Osborn green goblin. Just, oh, tell me some plot holes. Let me fix them for you, Philip. So Electro, what happened to his hair? I got me, he was a nerd and then he came back cool. <laughs> also, first Electro of all, didn't know who Spider-Man was. There's a barber in between the universes. <laughs> You have to understand. <laughs> and he had hair uh-huh. plugs. Uh-huh. 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 So they did try to explain it away with that just one sentence where he says, I like how I look here. But I mean, that also didn't explain it. So the explanation yeah, about... It, it explains that Jamie Foxx is like, yo, I'm coming back if you're going to have me looking crazy again. So the explanation <laughs> on, on, him, the on him not knowing who Spider-Man was or him knowing is... There was a third Amazing Spider-Man movie that never came out. Um, and it was rumored that that third Spider-Man movie was going to be a Sinister Six movie. So it was going to have Doc Ock, Rhino, J- uh, Electro, uh, Lizard, Sandman, and uh, Green Goblin, all, all six in one. So I guess the assumption is that in this universe, it already happened. Because remember, Andrew Garfield was speaking about things that he did, which didn't happen in the two movies we watched. So he was like... I lost sight of who I was. I, you know, I didn't hold myself back. I stopped pulling my punches. So the assumption that must be in the third movie, which actually didn't come out. So that's probably where Electro learned who, who Spider-Man is. Mm. 
the, the other and where he is, fixed his hair. <laughs> there are characters who died, but who were brought back just before the moment of death who knew who Spider-Man was. So how come MJ and Gwen didn't come to this? So we don't know that they didn't come back. They could have be they could be anywhere in New York or in the world. Yo, how messed up is that, fam? <laughs> you came back to life, you have no you, you lost and discombobulated, then did again. So because the same thing happened to Venom, right? He was just in some bar somewhere. And then that was the biggest letdown, man. Because <laughs> the most interesting really thing about Venom, let the, and I said it after you watched it, was the post credit scene was like, oh, this opens up a whole new world of possibility. And they did nothing with it. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. You know, this it's so complicated, the deal between Sony and and Marvel. But shame. I mean, they, they did all that so that they could have a symbiote without Tom Hardy. Yeah. Like, oh, just give us that little symbiote. Ah, we, man. We just need I an wish excuse. Tom Hardy was in. I, I think he's a brilliant Venom. It would have been dope. Oh, well. Anyway, so the thing about Ned. So, so in the comics, Ned actually, actually becomes Hobgoblin in some of the comics, uh, in some of the comic series. Mm-hmm. So... Also, with, with the whole him being able to be mini Doctor Strange or whatever. I mean, technically, the thought process is that anyone is capable of doing that. You just need the training and the discipline and all of that, right? I assume. And some people are better at it than others and whatever. So maybe he just uh, has that inclination and he's kind of good at it. But his line about him being a supervillain, I think, is setting him up to be Hobgoblin. Yeah. I think... Outside of the, I actually enjoyed the movie. It's, it's not my favorite. I, I'd still say Endgame, Infinity yeah. War. Our top three Marvel movies, uh, but best Spider-Man movies. Civil War, then Spider-Man, then this one here. That's definitely my favorite of the the Spider-Man Home Trilogy, which was now re- re- retroactively named. <laughs> but I think the biggest plot hole and the biggest issue I had with the movie is I don't understand why Doctor Strange was so ready and willing yeah. to destroy, basically fractured the multiverse. When he himself says, we know, what is Frightening the, the exact words he used, like, little about. We, when you acknowledge that, and you were the former Sorcerer Supreme, granted you're not anymore, why would you, and you also, after you just established that this child didn't even do the basics of exhausting his options because he did all this because I wanted to get into MIT. And he was like, wait, you didn't speak to the people at MIT first? Like, that's, that that would also be a question that I would expect Dr. Strange to ask. But it's also weird because I don't know how to explain. Okay, how do I put this delicately? Guys, I am Spider-Man. I am a superhero. I am notorious, right? My girlfriend is notorious for dating me. My best friend is famous and notorious for dating me. Someone I don't even know has become a New York Times best-selling author by spreading lies about knowing me. Who the hell cares about going to MIT? The other thing also, and it was very frustrating. So the Doctor Strange question is legit. I suspect there's a deleted scene which should explain Doctor Strange's motivations because he was a little too eager to do something that he knew was so dangerous. But I guess he, he maybe the reasoning is that he's always been reckless. Uh, but still, it was just too much. No, he hasn't. No, he's he hasn't. No, no he, he's been reckless, but you could understand the No, motivations. even in previous times, he remember he stole forbidden books. He used the time stone without knowing what it was. He, like all these kind of things, he's always just done stuff 
without really considering the repercussions. So I get that, but that's not the thing that really frustrated me. The thing that really frustrated me was, but also, but but then let's also not forget at at this point in the time, mm. Doctor Strange has fought Thanos once, lost, well was in the snap, returned, saw the aftermath of the post snap world, had to defeat the help 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 the Avengers defeat Thanos. He's also witnessed through his powers what um, Wanda did in Westview because he knew about it. Mm. Even in the trailer after the movie, he clearly explained that he knew about Mm. that. So with all those implications, I still find it hard to believe that he would just go, yeah, I agree. It just makes, it just makes, I agree with you. But for me, it was, it was kind of easy to overlook that. The one that I found really difficult to overlook was, so you're telling me these murderous people that have now come into this universe. Dr. Strange has said, and you're in prison, by the way, and you're <laughs> and in prison, by the way. And Dr. Strange says, we're not going to kill them. We're just sending them back where they came from. Exactly where they came from when they can figure themselves out, Yiko. And you're like, no, we got to give them another chance. We got to save them, but we got to fix them. It's like, no, but they're literally trying to kill people. He decides to fight Dr. Strange for the right so he would rather hurt his friends and family to save the mm. villains. Yeah, and that's why you're undeserved today. This man decided, no, no, let's be Dr. Phil about this. Take a seat. <laughs> let's try and fix your mental, your mental problems. The problem is you've got an old chip. Let me put you with the new A12 bionic chip. Come, let's, let's, go have a, let's go have a sleepover at Happy's house. Yay! Ah, you guys. Got anyway, it. yeah. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, so what, what what is your rating for this movie? Um, if I use Endgame as a ten out of ten, I would give this one a nine. Woo, that's high. That's high. So, what did you give Infinity War? Nine and a half. Ah, nine also. You know, nine also. I actually, I actually, one thing I do regret, and one thing I miss, is. Even though I watched it in the cinema, not watching it with my nerds, like there's something to be said about like there's certain scenes where you want to experience Toby Maguire yeah. and Andrew Garfield pe- appear. Like I know the, the cinema would have gone crazy. That scene when they're on the remodeled um, Statue of Liberty and they finally figure out their plan. And they they all run and they swing. Oh, that's do you, such a do you know the scene? Man. The first one that got me going a little bit crazy was when Daredevil appeared. Have you watched the Netflix Daredevil? Yes. Oh, and do you know why? Do you know why? Oh, <laughs> you actually you actually put me into it. I got a oh the, the timing of Marvel Hawkeye episode 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 six of Hawkeye had dropped. Just revealed and Kingpin. They just just left. They just revealed. Kingpin oh, is there, and Spoilers. it's the same Kingpin from from <laughs> from Netflix. Ah, no, it's it's, it's spoiler vision over here, and they just revealed that that Kingpin. So now that now there's all these implications, and it was crazy because when I went back to Netflix, all of a sudden, Daredevil on Netflix was now like the number one two show because everyone was like, okay, now we gotta watch it because now I guess it's canon because I haven't watched it. Now I, watch I also it haven't all. watched it. <laughs> and you know the sad thing is the only Marvel Netflix show I watched. Was Iron Fist, and I was like, if they're if they're, yeah, I, I was like, if they're all like this, I'm cool. 
Apparently, no, it's I, the worst I tried one. watching. I tried watching Luke Cage. I think I got into like five episodes of Luke Cage. I was like, "Hi guys, I tried, but hey, I can't do this." Agents of Shield. I never even bothered. I didn't. Agents I, I, like I remember watching five minutes of Agents of Shield. I'm like, "No, nah, I'm not doing." Then this. there was Inhumans or something like that. Yeah, I was. Uh, but apparently, Daredevil is really good. Apparently, that's what everyone. So said. yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to watch Daredevil. But yeah, so Hawkeye revealed Kingpin. And then obviously Dead Devil was also revealed. And that's when I was like, okay, the timing is perfect. Because the movie dropped and then I watched the last episode of Hawkeye afterwards. I was a little disappointed with the Hawkeye finale, but I was like, yeah, it's fine. It was, it was a filler show. Which is yeah. Cool. Also, also I, remember, I don't and, think and that's... Before we took a I don't broke, think... Uh, yeah. If it happens off camera, it didn't happen. Remember that? Yeah. So we we before we took our break you you had said that you were enjoying okay after you finished it what, what's your final rating for okay um i do agree with you like the way it ended i was kind of like oh man like this this could have gone so many places but maybe they just wanted to wrap it up and they just wanted to introduce this new character right or these two new characters uh the new black widow and the new hawkeye so yeah so when do you think? So you think I, I'd? It's obvious they 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 they're gonna start introducing Young Avengers. Yeah. How many how many more phases before we get the the Young Avengers? Movie? I think this next phase of movies is gonna be doing that in the background. So this whole Doctor Strange, Wanda, uh, Multiverse of Madness, all these movies, they're gonna. I think it's like a a Kang period, and they're gonna use it to introduce. And it's kind of crazy because. I think they're doing things that they're trying to prove that thing, everything is possible because five years ago, the Spider-Man situation, you'd be like, no ways, never in a million years, but now anything's possible, man. We're about to see Hugh Jackman die again in Marvel cinematic universe as Wolverine. I don't know. You think so? We could. Old storm is about to appear to introduce new storm. Mm. Who knows? Anything can happen. Philip. We're going to see those trash Fantastic Four movies come in this movie. I want Galactus back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Philip, 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 Philip. Let's wrap up, please. Look at the time. Mm. Um, no, okay. No, so. No, I think no, we've we got a few more movies to discuss. Let's discuss them next Insecure, week. Insecure. I haven't watched. Insecure was in a rush. And I think we've we got to discuss this, this train wreck. Did you watch the new Matrix? It. Wow. Don't waste your time. I have to. I, I know. Yeah, that's what everyone says, but I have to watch it. I can't not no, watch it. This is atrocious. So I'm convinced it's either one of two things. Either the Wachowskis are trolling Warner Brothers or the Wachowskis have an incredible drug habit. <laughs> and they owe mobsters a lot of money. Yeah, wait. I'm going to watch it and then we'll discuss. I'll watch it this week, actually. Mm. Did you watch Don't Look Up? Yeah, I did. Mm, what did you think? It was a little on the nose, but I I enjoyed it. I just didn't understand. Like, it was too long. I didn't understand the stock footage. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, the why, end. Why, like why at the end, especially. No, there or was no movie. Like, what's up with all the stock footage? Man? Okay, we get it. We're polluting the earth. We get it. God damn it. <laughs> it was a little fine. a little on the nose. Like, okay, okay. But it was funny. It was, I mean, it was, it was cool. Mm. Jennifer Lawrence wasn't as annoying as she normally is. <laughs> It was it was cool. It was cool. I enjoyed it. <laughs> mm. I enjoyed Tyler Perry. It's it's nice to see Tyler Perry not dress up as a woman. So just yeah, Tyler Perry was nice. Who else did I? Who else was in it that I enjoyed? Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. It was good. It was all right. Um, it was good. Like it was it was a 
it wasn't a you must watch this by all means necessary. It was just a good, fun comedy. Did you watch Red Notice? Uh, the Rock, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot. Oh yes, I did. Ryan oh, oh my gosh, it was, it, it was. It was just there. It was there. You know, it was. It was. It was. It was, it was there. Talk of every formula, cookie cutter. You know what I mean? Everything it was there. But yeah, it was. You know, like I was watching. I was like, yeah, it was literally like everything that you. It, it's basically but Justin Bieber featuring think, Selena Gomez, Katy Perry, and Lady Gaga. That's. Yeah. I think what let me know what type of movie it was when is when they're escaping from the prison and for some reason the prison guards have rocket launchers <laughs> on the wall. Why do prisoners why do prison guards have rocket launchers? <laughs> and then he fires the rocket launcher at the helicopter because of course you want to destroy your property to stop the prisoners escaping and to get out of this very, very, very precarious situation. The Rock has this ingenious idea to open the door. Open the door. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is what time we're on. Okay. When I knew what type of movie it was, was when The Rock instinctively knew that the egg had been stolen and that was a fake egg. So he took his Coca-Cola. And it was like, pass me my, pass my Coke. And he poured it. <laughs> what does Coke have to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> Netflix, I love you, but hey, uh, sometimes also Tinyaro. <laughs> okay, let's do music quickly, Philip. Let's let's talk about the. I'm gonna let's talk about three songs. Okay, you know, let me start with this. You know, I, I the first. I don't even know what's going on no more. I don't even know what's happening, man. Neither do I. Neither no do answers. I. I'ma figure some shit out, though, yeah. yeah. I said it two years ago, Dan. Remember what I said? Yeah. I said Nas should keep hit boy busted. My up. Oh my god. Try to get all my watches in order. Listen to this opening line from this album. Listen to this opening line, dude. Listen to this opening line. I'm 21 years past the 27 Club. It's like I went back into my past and then I sped it up. Robert Johnson, Winehouse, and Morrison found where heaven was. Heaven on earth. This shit is magic with no fairy dust. Home of the gully gangs and the gruesome and the scary stuff. Do you, do you, do you get that rhyme scheme? <laughs> dude, that rhyme scheme is mad. <laughs> This is this is Nas' third best album. That's unquestionable. This is, this is better than both King's album. Diseases. King's Disease. Yeah, oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Mm. I haven't listened to it yet, except the one the one song that's Illmatic, Stillmatic, Magic. That's it, dude. This is incredible. Hit Boy. Oh my! I I I don't know. I don't. That's like a, that's a very hot take, Philip. Do you wanna? Let's just calm down. Let's dude, review after. Dude, let's review after a this, month. This album's been out a month. This album's been out a month, Dan. Yeah, but I mean, I've sunk, okay. I've been rinsing. I, Dan, I, I look for I these look rhyme schemes. To today, today I was today I actually listened to some Nas because I, I was looking for some just some old hip hop that I could play in the background while I worked, and I, I played Godson. And then I was like, should I play his new album? I was like, no, no, no. I'll listen to it when I'm in the right mindset. And I played Godson instead. Dude, if King's Disease Two won a Grammy, Nas is about a repeat. I look forward to listening to. I it. don't see. I don't see how you can't repeat with this, man. Yo, Hit Boy, I love you. 
I, I know you're never going to hear this, but hit boy, please understand. <laughs> Did you watch Nad- Nadwa's interview with Jacob? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, so let's talk about some big talking points. Uh, arguably Zimbabwe's biggest artist, Winky D. Wingson Dingson released a song just literally just after we. It's old news. Yeah, it's old news. I don't, I don't even feel like, dude, do we have to play it? it? To be honest, the song is ass. I'm not a fan of the song either. The song is, Dan, this is be, the song is ass. It's not great. That chorus is terrible. It's Hit lazy. Hit again. It's not money that. Oh my God. That song is terrible. Okay. Let, 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 do you know I think I think What's even sadder Than that song Was how derelict The MDC are For any form Of ideas Or popular thing So they just latch on to whatever Winky D is doing And I'm like you, you guys are so derelict Of any form of ideas Your strategy is Whatever Winky says That's where we are going It's not the what worst Strategy a, in the world What if Winky Dropped a ramp shaker Yeah Still, it's not the worst strategy in the world. I mean, it's Winky. You know what I'm saying? Well, do you do you believe that he is obsessed with white people? Based on what, two, two songs, I I did see like okay, guys, I understand you guys want to defend Winky, but y'all really want to go after Titi Nagabaringa like that? Come on, man. that's not a good look. You know who you're attacking, though, right? But also, she she wasn't right. She I think because the, the sample size is two, and the one song, the white woman, was the artist featured on the song. So okay, to be fair, to be fair, she was not condemning. She said, "I think this is indicative of, or it seems to be the case." You know, it's it's one of those, and I I can understand that thought process. Phil, we both know Zim, many colonized countries actually still have that mindset that white is something to aspire to. Good damn, you got a white girl? You know what I mean? There's that kind of mindset. And I can understand the thought process behind it. While I do agree that, okay, Sitsi, maybe calm down. Maybe that's, it's not that deep on this song. But as a general understanding, I can understand why you might come to that conclusion. And if we consider that, as well as the fact that maybe this song no, and the other I, song. I think you're conflating issues. Yes, yes. What you're saying is correct. There, there is that. But then to ascribe it to this is incorrect. To say that in general, it feels this, they're fine. But then show your work. And the sample set is two. Hmm. That's, that's, that's the only issue. Like the sample set is two and the one song, Ujema was on the song. Like there's so much evidence you could you could you could peel from. This is not with the evidence you should have been using. Yeah, that's it. If anything, we should be castigating Winky for dropping ass. <laughs> they, that can't happen, Philip. I think you you know that. <laughs> no, that song was bad. Yo, it was terrible. Um, there's the new Enzo Aishel. Oh no, let's start with the new Holy Ten. This one caused waves for. None of these songs are good. Jeez, Dan. I don't understand. You're saying it's lit, but you're playing mid. Because there's a story behind it. Oh, yo. Ah. 
Faida, vai pra Jeju, vai pra Nu, vai pra Nu, ya. Faida, vai numa plego, vai numa tumba. Jiribatu, ya. Jiribatu, Jiribatu, go. Faida, so, as Kana, said, animo. this song is quite mid. But when he put this song out, um, he makes reference to um, women in the way that many rappers often make reference to women. And that made a lot of people upset. They were like, wow, do you remember Holy 10 when you were putting out songs about uplifting women and GGG, how could you do this? I found that quite funny because, I mean, he has so many songs of just typical rapper stuff, you know? I mean, just the normal stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> what rappers rap about. And he has the one song about uplifting women. I mean, you know, on the balance. This is pretty much where it normally is. And I don't necessarily view it as that. It's just like, hey, that's, I guess that's how rappers do it. Anyway, um, what else is there? There's the Gemma Griffith song. Chimok, Chimok, Chimok. There's this song that a lot of people are posting videos about. I'm just going to play it because I saw a lot of videos on it. It's DJ... Kari. It's called Trigger. Featuring Prime the First, BL0, and Lebzito. And it sounds like he's sneezing in it. Check it out. Mm. Shout out to fellow Lati. These are all these songs are all the progeny of fellow Lati, man. He he shut it down. Do you like his uh What's the song? The the, the follow up to sixty six. What's it called? Um, Tight. Depart. I don't even know how to say this. Anyway, his other song. Do you like the Do you like the Wizkid Burner Boy collaboration? It was alright. It's like okay. Like right. come on, guys. It's kind of hard to enjoy it after the the rape nonsense. That was weird. That's true. Because they dropped the video. Uh, well, obviously, the song, but the video dropped last yep. week. Speaking of other songs, Dan, have you listened to the new Big Boy album? Big Boy's got an album. Sleepy Brown. Dude. Big Boy. I've 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 always been a bigger fan of Big Boy than Andre 3000. I know Andre 3000. Are you kidding me? You're goats. joking. You're joking. I, yeah, I've it. said this on this podcast before. Hmm, listen to this. I like Big Boy, but I always felt sorry for him. The other thing I loved about this album is Yo, Killer Mike Is sharp as a knife right now, man 
Are you a LP fan there, Dan? I mean... Run the jewels. You know... Listen, listen to Killer Mike. Listen to Killer Mike. For the money, two times for the fix, three times for the this and it, this and it. I like money like hoes, Fred Creek clothes. I can speed dial, get it still, testing with hoes. Put that on me, big first name Michael. Ain't this boogie, but I ain't a damn liar. And I'm really being honest, if you can take it higher. Dance is a trash and your head ain't fire. Boss bigger, boss bigger, mean money, go get a self figure to get deal in the hood with the pistol, but the paper on car. This album is flames. I love this album, man. That's I think that, that's one of the uh, the best things I I got to do this December was just catch up on music. I had a whole year of music I haven't listened to. I haven't done that yet. I have so much to catch up on. So much to catch up on. Um, let's oh. see what else is there worth checking out. Uh, we could probably end it here. We could probably end it here. Uh, there's there, obviously there's plenty of music, but we will be sharing music with you as we go along. Um, uh, yeah, the rest of this stuff. Is- so I came across this sub, and if I hadn't came across Tame Impala's last project, I probably would have liked The Weeknd's new album more. But Tame Impala did it better. Hey, I've been listening to Tame Impala. I like Tame Impala. Yeah. <laughs> Let's let's hit it a bit. Do you have a song you wanna play out with um, that? I can get one quick play. Let me take a quick look at what's around. Ooh, I do have a song that I want to play. It's an exclusive. It drops probably the same day that this podcast drops. Um, are you familiar with actress Tendai Chitima? No, Dan. Do tell me more about Tendai Chitima. You know, I mean, come on. Remember, remember when we played. Um, then I was giving you a layup so you could introduce our audience. Oh. Uh, well, anyway, she's an actress, very talented actress. She's been in a lot of things, including The Cook-Off when it had its hype on Netflix, uh, including Gonorrhea Joe, the movie. She was uh, she was the leading lady in Munasha Chirisa's, you remember his music video slash skit slash thingy that he did? Yeah, anyway, so she's decided to release a debut single. She's decided to expand her wings into music, not just uh, not just uh, acting. So she's releasing a song on Thursday. I think this podcast will come out on Thursday. And uh, I had the privilege of listening to the song. Would you like to listen to it, Phil? Yes, let's give it a Let whale. me play it for you. Let's it's it called Doing It Now. Debut single by Tendaichi Tima. Shall we sign out with that? <laughs> Let's sign out. Phil, okay, we're going to sign out with this, but in the meantime, we should we should we should also sign out and say thank you very much yeah, to everybody. Guys. 
Thank you so much to our patrons who held us down during our break. We love you guys. This year is going to be the biggest year we've had. Last year was our biggest year. Actually, oh, you just remind me. I need to do a little summary, a little, a little Spotify wrapped, if you will, just to, to, to run through some of our accolades from the year. Um, we've already got a lot of interesting brand partnerships lined up for this year. I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to just growing the podcast, you know what I mean? And of course, we got to give a, a big shout out to, to Dan who's grown up now. He's about to be a married man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, we're not rushing these things, but uh, soon, soon it will be Mr. Dan to all of you. Um, I do want to say that uh, really the growth is only possible because of those of you who've supported us financially. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been able, like literally, it would have made no sense for us to do this kind of stuff. So we are able to grow on what you've sent us. So thank you so much for everyone who's financially supported the podcast, whether through Patreon or sending through your donations. Mm. We appreciate it very much, Lee. Um, And please. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, just don't, don't, don't rest on your laurels. You know, don't sit on your haunches. 2022, we need you more than ever. So please, twobroketwimbos.com forward slash donate. If you haven't signed up yeah, to be a patron, a patron, please go there. Yeah, we've also got um, a limited line of of apparel for our patrons only. So if you're a patron and you're in the group, of course, just please let me know if you want to purchase that. We will be dropping more apparel um, for the general public later this year. But for now, we'll be focusing on our patrons because first and foremost, we want to reward them for supporting us. And secondly, we also want to make sure that we have our production and our distribution models in check. So that when we expand the operation, it's a seamless operation. And of course, quality is very important to us. We want to make sure the quality control is up to snuff. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much. I do have an actually uh, a little uh, a little nice story, Dan. I don't know if you remember this, Dan, but when we started our podcast, um, I got given a bunch of CDs by Sony. If you remember this way back in the day. I do remember. And I came back and I was, I was supposed to use those for another platform. I was like, nah, you know, let me, let me throw some towards Two Broke Trimbos. And we did our first ever giveaway for Two Broke Trimbos because we had no idea like how many followers we had. Was, wasn't it the future was album? One individual. It was indeed. Yeah, that was the first the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we did a giveaway. And the first person who ever DM'd us who won that giveaway was a guy called Tapiwa Chotu. And he's always had a special place in my heart. And I actually remember, I think I, I gave him a shout out in the interview that I mentioned that would never drop. And I said, the first two people that ever, ever hit us in the DMs and let us know that, yo, we're not speaking to ourselves were Tapiwa Choto and Africa Flower. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So they have held us down. And Tapiwa, obviously, he had, he had, you know, life happens to us. So I think, and also we, we took a break. So my man's um, kind of fell out of touch or whatever that may be. But I saw him recently on the on the Twitters and I was like, is that the same guy? And I always remember that name. And I went back, I was like, yeah, it is him. Wow, wow, small world. And the other day, I went for breakfast on a Sunday and I went to Valdemir's. And as I walked in, I saw someone and I was like, yo, this face looks familiar. And I didn't want to be weird about it, but I kept, you no, know, I went on, I went on about and got my seat and started having my meal. And this person was walking past and he waved and he said, hey, Phil, how are you doing? And I was like, yo, my man's two seconds. And I was like, you're mad familiar. Um, where did I know you from? And he's like, no, um, I'm following you on social media. And I was like, no, no, no. Two broke trembles, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you remember? And I was like, dude, I remember. And I, and I said, yo, Tapiwa Choto? He's like, yeah, how do you know my name? And I was like, I ne- I'll never forget your face. 
because you were the first person who literally let us know that we weren't talking to no one. So linked up with him. And that was, that was a good little reminder. And it was, it's moments like that, that to me, make us staying up till 1 a.m. worth it. So shout out to him and shout out to all the podcast listeners who reach out because it might not mean anything to you, but it means a lot to us. So thank you. Appreciate that. Yes. And if, if, if any of you would like to also be one of our patrons, I mean, we're going to be including them in, the, in certain activities, even in the podcast itself. Um, you can just go to twobroketimbles.com forward slash donate. Actually, Daniel, just brought, something I want to discuss with you, but since we're on the end, you know, we, we have no secrets. No, this is quick discussion. I saw that we, we have a new patron, but the patron signed up at $1. And I was like, <laughs> mm, <shah." laughs> you know what, Phil? It's I've never been one to put a, a lower limit, but ah, dollar. That means from Wednesday, don't want $12 after charges. Double six, seven dollars. I want man, I guess. I have a dollar, I have a guys. I think a good dollar, a good minimum is 10. <laughs> if you are really like, you know, some people are in a really bad position. Five, all right. I want a dollar. Like, I can't even imagine. Do you know, like, aren't the bank charges more than what you're paying us? Because <laughs> every time I make the mistake of paying for an Uber with my Zim card, I always get charged more by the bank than I do by Uber. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Um, follow us on social media. We love you all. Uh, and we look forward to some great shows this year. Um, we're also going to be bringing back some dope guests. If there's some people that you've always wanted to hear from, some people you're looking out for, we're always happy to hear your suggestions, especially if you're a patron. If you're not, uh, you know, maybe we'll see it. Maybe we won't. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, follow, subscribe, all of that. And please, in 2022, if you have not dropped a comment on whatever app you use to listen to your podcast, please just go there and just write something nice about us and leave us a five-star review. We appreciate it very much. Thank you. Um, on that note, uh, shall we wrap it up? and We catch everyone in the next episode. Yes. All right. We out. <laughs>